Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. What, what, what just happened? Like YouTube picked up like the pre-show I was talking about making a video game and like open source rules or something. Oh, I hope people heard it. It's like hot mic. Tim's talking about yeah, making a game. I was talking about my hair time. sticking up. Talking about your hair yeah, sticking up. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's what that's popped up. That's embarrassing. Is it? So Stephen Crowder put out a response to Jeremy Boring's response. Um, let me give you the gist. You've got two uh, juggernauts in independent anti-establishment slash conservative media space. Crowder is accusing the Daily Wire. The Daily Wire, uh, Daily Wire's co-CEO, Jeremy Boring, issued a response. Stephen Crowder just issued another response, and the drama is heating up. And in this response, Crowder uh, posted clips of a phone call he had with Jeremy Boring, which is now just lighting up the drama even more, because you've got some people saying they don't like what Jeremy said, but a lot of people pointing out that you know, why did Steven record Jeremy Boring's phone call in the first place? It's like, that's kind of a, you know, I don't know, man. People are not happy that that happened. So we're going to talk about all this. And uh, this is also lighting up in mainstream press. It's like the big con, the the, the drama between Steven Crowder and the Daily Wire. And, uh, you know, it's convenient for us that right after the speakers vote, we're like, man, there's no news. And all of a sudden, this drama happens. <laughs> hold my beer. Yeah, hold yes, my Steve. beer. So uh, we're going to talk about that. But we do have news. We had a lot of stuff out of the World Economic Forum. Al Gore saying that he like went on this like... He may as well held up a sign saying the end is nigh with a scraggly beard on the side of a highway screaming about how it's all coming to an end because it was like an unhinged rant. And it's funny coming from a guy who like 20 years ago said we had 10 years or whatever. So like, okay, man, calm down. Like we want to be good stewards of the earth, but saying it's going to rain bombs and people are like a billion refugees are going to storm countries. Slow down there, buddy. And then we got them saying that there will be a ban on free speech in this country. So we'll talk about that. Plus Alec Baldwin... My friends, I told you, you know what they said? First of all, he's being charged with involuntary manslaughter, and they found live ammo. And where did they find it? Well, there was some like in the, in the box of ammo. There was some lying around, and there was live ammo in Alec Baldwin's gun belt that he was wearing. So when y'all say like, but how could the bullet have gotten to the gun? I don't know. Maybe the guy who shot the gun had the bullet on him, had bullets on him. Okay, we, we, I'm, I'm going to go off on this because we talked a lot about Alec Baldwin last year when it happened. So we'll talk about that. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work directly. As a member, you get access to exclusive, uncensored segments from the show. Hey, look, my voice is mostly back. And uh, as a member, you allot me sick time because, you know, you're basically supporting the, the longevity of this company. And then when I'm not able, to t- not able to talk, I can relax and try and get my voice back. But uh, we'll have a me- members-only uncensored show coming up for you tonight, which should be really awesome. And uh, you support our other shows and our cultural endeavors. I got, I got an announcement to make. Let me, uh, let me grab this. <clears throat> this is looking good. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, uh, soon to be available, Tim Cast Skate Company Skateboards all, all thanks to you, we, we were able to make these. And look at this really amazing uh, a logo. That's, that's, our, that's our logo. It's a cool T. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's a, a little T for, for Timcast. And a lot of people were like, I don't like the name. Timcast is dumb. And I was like, we can call it Redskin Skateboard. We can call it Redskins, Aunt, Aunt Jemima's Redskin Skateboards. Because these companies, for those that aren't familiar, that logo 
used to be the logo of one of the most iconic skateboard brands in the world until woke people got mad at them, called them racist, and they dropped it. And so my attitude is they've abandoned the logo. They don't want to use it. They find it racist. I will use it. And if they have a problem, they're free to send me a letter. That's what you're supporting when you become a member. And you know what we're going to do next? We're going to launch, launch Aunt Jemima's Redskin Skateboards. And if they got a problem with, with icons and names that they don't use anymore, then they can send me a letter too. But I will make the legal argument in court if I have to. You abandon your logo. We can use it. So we'll be selling these skateboards first. Thank you all for being members. Smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is Candace Owens. Hello, hello. It's lovely to be back here. So uh, everybody knows who you are, but I guess you just got to introduce yourself anyway. My name is Candace Owens. Just as he said, I would like to confirm that statement. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to also first say that this was not planned a part of this thing that blew up this week. We booked me on for this exact night before the end of last year. So it just happened to Mm be that I am on when all of this drama is unfolding with for, the Daily Wire and Steven Crowder. This is not that, a plot. They don't they don't know you are are you on contract with the Daily Wire? Is that how it is? Are you employ with the Daily Wire? I'm not an employee. I am contracted. Uh, you know, I do my show on the my podcast show five days a week on the Daily Wire. And I've now been doing that for almost three years, I think. Two to three years. Yeah. Cool, right on. Well we we definitely gotta talk about the Crowder stuff because before we went live you were just going off yeah. about all this stuff, and there's a lot to say. So we'll get into that. We got Luke hanging out. Hey, guys. My name is Zukardowski here of WeAreChange.org and the World Economic Forum. Hates your freedom. I love my freedom, and I value it, especially in this field with all the crazy stuff happening right now. I've been independent since day one. I'm still independent right now at all costs, and that's why I made this shirt that reads... I tested positive for freedom, which you could exclusively get and support me at the same time on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you do. That's why I'm here. Thank you again so much for having me. Ian Crossland from iancrossland.net. What's up, everybody? Candice, great to see you again. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Let's get down to this, Serge. Yeah, I am at Serge.com. Always happy to see you. It's going to be a good episode, so let's go. All right, so here's the uh, the first story that we have, and this one's going to get spicy. We got this video clip from Steven Crowder titled, I Didn't Want to Do This. Crowder has issued a response to Jeremy Boring's response. In it, Steven Crowder releases some audio, notably, uh, well, let me, let me see if I can play this. Do we have the audio properly set up? Yep. Here we go. We'll play the beginning. They don't get deals that... They can be wage slaves for a little bit, come over and make a salary and grow their brand. They can be wage slaves for a little bit. They can be wage slaves for a little bit. God bless the talk boy. Those things are worth like $5,000 now. It's an expensive gag. Um, that is kind of crazy. I didn't realize they were so expensive. Yeah, yeah. One of those. All right. Before YouTube, uh, that was so, how I used to do it. This is, I mean, this is going to, this is a tough one. Uh, Steven's not here to defend himself, but Candace is here to, to uh, give uh, her perspective on this. So I, I'll just throw it to you and, and give me your thoughts on, on his response and what happened with the Daily Wire, because I know you got a lot to say. I do have a lot to say about this, because obviously the situation impacted me and it impacted all of the other hosts on the Daily Wire. So first of all, I feel like I just want to say this, which is that I have never once, I've been with Daily Wire two to three years now, you have never once heard me come out to defend the Daily Wire on anything. This is not the first time Daily Wire has been in a firestorm or has been had some beef that has gone on, whether it's for Ben or Matt or Michael that's gone on the last three years. I tend to stay very much in my lane. As I mentioned before, I'm not an employee of Daily Wire. I'm not required to come out and defend them. And I'm usually just not interested in these beefs that seem to be so fickle. They last for a day and then they go away. And I, it's probably the reason why 
for whatever, doesn't really matter what anybody thinks about me, I have a good relationship with pretty much everybody. Like, there's no one that I can't be invited and be in the same room with. Everybody sort of hates each other, but I am kind of, I can, uh, Alex Jones has a good opinion of me. Everyone from Alex Jones to Ben Shapiro to Paul Joseph Watson, Mike Cernovich is somebody that I call and ask for advice from time to time, Jack Posobiec. Like, I'm a kind of person that judges people based on how they treat people, right? I'm not interested in dabbling in this nonsense. Um, nonsense from time to time that appears and then goes away and ebbs and flows. This situation, though, was different because basically Stephen Crowder decided to launch a war and didn't really care who got hit, you know, with the shrapnel, right? He comes out, he makes this glorious video, which it's shocking to me that people cannot see the amount of acting that is going into this. We all understand he was a childhood actor. He was on, he, I loved that show, Arthur. He was the brain. Like he, he is an actor. At the end of the day, he's an actor. It's also why he's so entertaining when it comes to politics. He's a talented person. But that people cannot discern the amount of acting that has gone on in this is, is stunning to me. I don't know where people's discernment, what's going on with discernment, where you can't just spiritually discern that, mm, this feels a little weird, right? You're recording conversations with someone that you have told us you are friends with forever. Oh, and by the way, at the end of you saying that you're just trying to do the right thing, you're also saying, I'm going to launch my own thing, right? So just when I first saw the first video that he dropped, obviously, I'm not privy to negotiations that happened on the Daily Wire. I had no idea they were negotiating with Steven Crowder. Again, not my business. I came into work one day, suddenly Brett Cooper was there. Not my business. I don't know who they're hiring. I don't own the company, right? But what I started getting was after I had dropped my podcast in the comment section, everyone was basically tearing me apart, being like, blink twice if you need help for a signal, like I'm a hostage situation, or saying, what, if you don't say anything about Stephen Crowder, you're a fraud, you're a fraud, just like suddenly you're a fraud, you're a fraud. So I go and I watch this video, and just like everybody else watching it live, his first video, your instincts are like, whoa, he, he's throwing some bombs, he's calling it Big Con, he's saying essentially that we are enslaved by these contract terms, uh, he actually uses the term enslavement, if you don't want to be a slave, you know, you, you, maybe you'll come work with me, I'm going to figure it out for all of us, like you're a hero, you're a martyr, and because I was getting so many comments, the first thing I did was that I messaged my EP and I said, we have to cover this tomorrow on the show, because now everyone thinks I'm a fraud and they think that I've signed w- with fraudulent terms or slave-like terms, and that's so totally unfair to me. So my interest in this is that it, it hit me and it hit everybody else the Daily Wire and it was unfair. Do you, I don't, I don't know, you don't have to answer this, I guess, but do you have a similar contract? Uh, there are certain terms that I recognize. That's why I immediately knew it was Daily Wire. So, for example, the um, the fee reduction if you miss a day of work, right? Like if you miss a day of work. We are paying for X amount of episodes and this is a steep amount if you miss one day of work. When you first see that, when I first received a contract from a Daily Wire, I went, that's a shocking number to see. Then you have to calculate, and by the way, mine was not this. I want to be very clear. I don't have a $50 million contract. If there's anything I should be upset about, it's that they were going to pay that much to Steven Crowder, right? <laughs> not I, you. I need to go renegotiate my contract. But so you see it, and it's shocking. And then you read under, which is what he did not include when he says, so if I get hit by a car, like I'm just going to $100,000 a day. He didn't tell you how much he made. You don't know what $100,000 means unless you can see what were they offering him. And you can calculate yourselves. Okay, so what they're basically saying is that we're paying you $63,000 a day. You know what I'm saying? He, but- he, he, he purposely like excluded right beneath it that says that actually it's pro rata if an event of an emergency. That's yeah, a very and, insignificant thing that would allow people not to be enraged at seeing this. Yeah, just to clarify, Jeremy, when Jeremy uh, re- released his video, he showed the, the, the additional portion that said in the event of temporary disability, they prorate you, there's no penalty. And then we talked about this last night. I said the $100,000 seems punitive. I think you mentioned, yeah, but what about Daily Wire's costs. I said, oh yeah, fair point. DC Drano did, and that is exactly right. Yeah. They, they have all of these contracts that exist. It's very easy to understand. We're paying you, his is $100,000. We're paying you $63,000 for the content. They are also have a bunch of contracts everybody that's working on the show. So for example, my EP, she's contracted. 
I don't know what her contract says, but maybe it says that no matter what, she is guaranteed this amount of money. So if I magically call out, they still have to pay her. They still have to pay the camera guy. Maybe the advertising is punitive. If you didn't give us the content, the advertisers maybe then say, okay, you Jayla Wire has to pay us $5,000 if Candace doesn't read ads on that day. You don't know when you have an organization this big what everybody's contracts are. So I assume... It's $60,000 and then they're baking in an extra $38,000 to cover their asses to pay everybody else that maybe showed up for work that day. But, but Jeremy did say punitive. It because, is. Because he said, well, you're right about the costs all around it. But he said, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He basically said one circumstance is you're choosing not to work and one is you're unable to work. Right. If you're unable, we get it. We'll just we'll just prorate based right. on the lost day. But he also said something interesting that you could you could make up that day by banking it at any time. Right. So if, I do that, by the way. I do that. And that's, that's why it was, it's so annoying. So I, I see these things. And it, it's to people who don't know how this works. First and foremost, it's a term sheet. He was never given a contract. It was a term sheet. It's essentially a, a starting conversation. Here's what we have in mind. Everything's baked in. Some things literally don't make sense. Like in my term sheet, it said, you know, we uh, uh, whatever about they wanted access to my Snapchat. I don't have a Snapchat. They wanted access to my room. I don't have a rumble. They don't want access. It's literally just like, here's something so we can get the conversation started. Started, And really, the thing you need to pay attention to is, is like, this is the money. And then, of course, our lawyer is going to go back and say, this makes entirely no sense. This makes entirely no sense. So then you get to, you know, personalize it, so to speak. Right. When you yeah. say, OK, well, this thing makes me nervous because, OK, what if it's not me that's sick, but my son? I have two kids. Right. What if my son breaks his leg and I have to be I'm not going to not leave his side. So I have to I have to then say I need to personalize this term sheet. And that is what the contract is then for. If you come to some agreement that this is what we're going to work on. Right. This is what we're going to negotiate in good faith. Right. So he first and foremost lied by saying it was a contract. He lied by omission, by not saying how much money so people couldn't calculate. OK, really, how punitive is is that $100,000, not that much. And you consider that there's a bunch of costs that go in to producing a show and, and people that they may have paid editors. In this case, he produces his own show. But, you know, editors, writers, no matter what, the Daily Wire has to receive that package and do something to it. So, and, and by the way, like I said, we know it's at least standard. So it's not because they're trying to hit Steven Crowder. They've given this to all of us. And your job then, if you're a big boy, right, if you can put on your big boy pants, is to go to your lawyer and to say, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. This makes no sense. Negotiate. Now, if you are a young talent that was discovered on YouTube, as I was way back in the day, who comes from no money, as I was way back in the day, this could be like unfair because I can't afford a lawyer to go through line by line of this and redline this. That is not the circumstance for Stephen Crowder. He's already told us he's got so much money, he's more successful, and he doesn't need the money, blah, blah, blah. So why don't you just hire a lawyer? Well, but that That's what he said in the rebuttal. Yeah, I, It's not about me. It's about the Daily Wire signing new upcoming young people to these terms, and they don't and, have and in that And in that capacity, he hits Brett Cooper. Right now, he's basically so who who is a young upcoming talent that got signed with the Daily Wire? We, there's only what five hosts of shows on the Daily Wire. I mean, so you're you're talking about Matt Matt Walsh? No, he's not young upcoming talent that's just been signed. You're talking about Michael Knowles? No, he's not young upcoming. You're not talking about Ken Stones. I don't think we would say Andrew Clavin is young upcoming talent. So you're talking about Brett Cooper? That's insulting to Brett Cooper. 
You have no idea. what He's just saying shit, right? And it's not like he's reached out to us and said, hey, like, I'm doing this for all of us. Like, it's not like he reached out independently to Daily Wire host and been like, are you dealing with this agree- these egregious terms? No, he is doing this purely. Let's not even try to make this anything but a selfish act that was to benefit Steven Crowder, who wants to launch his own network. Because, and by the way, I gotta say this, this is the most important part of this, and nobody is talking about this. He receives the term sheet, okay? And he thinks it's so egregious that he's got to make this video four months later, right? I don't know what happened in those four months after they started negotiating. I guess Steven Crowder woke up, new year, new me. I hate the, I hate the Daily Wire, so I'm going to go after them. He, he thinks it's so egregious. The first thing he does is counteroffer and say, let's start talking about $140 million, okay? So if it was so outrageous, why did he go back to them and say, no, actually, we can have this conversation, but let's start talking about $140 million, right? Um, it was only when the Daily Wire then turned that down that the term sheet became so egregious that he had to do something about it. I'll, I'll just add real quick to everybody. Steven Crowder is coming on the show on Monday. I know he's not here to defend himself. Did you speak you know. to him? Because he might have recorded your conversation. So you might well, want to come about whatever the hell it is you said to him. I mean... Yeah, my, my view is I was kind of surprised to hear that Stephen recorded the phone call with Jeremy because um, I don't I don't know why you would. Oh, you know um, I mean? um, by the way, it, it should be mentioned that conversation. So they stopped negotiating completely, which Jeremy made clear in his video. This was over. He doesn't even know what this is coming from because this this conversation stopped when Stephen Crowder then came back with a counter term sheet offer of one, a glorious one hundred and forty million dollars over X amount of years. And they said, we just can't do this. Right. Then he sat and he stewed and he said nothing until one week ago. He reaches out to Jeremy and he asks him to talk on the phone. And that was one week ago. That is the conversation that you are, guys are all hearing that he is playing right now. So he plotted this. This is a plot line. He planned to then record him to go back and to make this video. If, if, this, if he had recorded this way back during negotiations, maybe you could say there was no plot. Why did he reach out to Jeremy exactly one week ago when they hadn't discussed anything pertaining to the contract and they said no and walked away last year around October, November? And then suddenly in January, he reaches out one week ago and says, hey, can we get on the phone? And he decides, maybe I should record this. Well, no, it's because he realized he had nowhere left to go and his next plot in this storyline in this terrible childhood acting that he's doing right now was okay i have to do my own thing now and so i need to drum up some drama to get everybody that i know to believe that i am a martyr for our beliefs and they should dump their subscriptions to everybody else that's part of big con and join the mug club how can people not see i mean the writing is just so on the wall the fact that he recorded jeremy says that he did plan you know, if you, you, look, I'm not I'm not here to impugn his honor. I, I think you're absolutely entitled to your view, having, you know, working with the Daily Wire and everything you've seen. But uh, it like it does suggest that he knew he was calling Jeremy for this reason. I think I think Crowder is um, I, I don't I don't know if I, I I think it might be too far for me to believe that Crowder is trying to do this to pull subscribers from Daily Wire or make more money for himself because the dude already makes a lot of money. But not he, he does not. He, he thinks that he is worthy of $140 million a year. Do you believe that Steven Crowder right now is making $140 million a year? I bet he could. You bet he could. I, I absolutely You bet he could. could yeah. But how's he got to do that? How's he got to start that? He just had a couple of kids. How's he got to start that? You launch a war in the conservative movement and you move people away from a business that you want to model. You know, I don't know who's modeling who. I don't know who started this first. But you basically say, I'm not them. Come with me. And that's exactly what he's doing. Call a spade a spade. Call a spade a spade, okay? This was a plot line, and that annoys me because he, he dragged me into this plot line, okay? He dragged us onto this plot line. He's basically saying, oh, he, at one point in his video, this is what really set me off. He's like, and so you might be noticing that a lot of these people, um, their viewpoints are sanitized, and this is why, this contract, this is why. 
essentially saying that Candace is controlled, Matt Walsh is controlled, Michael Knowles is controlled, Brett Cooper is controlled, and now we know why, guys, because I have this contract, which I've conveniently excerpted portions that could allow you to discern for yourself, but it's actually not that unreasonable as a starter conversation, which is what a term sheet is, right? And instead, I'm just going to smear all these people that are associated with the other wire, and that's why I'm pissed off. That's why I'm pissed off, because I then was fielding comments, calling me a fraud, because they thought that I agreed to these terms and that my voice was being controlled. You know, I, I told Stephen, I said, um, I think ideologically, I understand his gripe with the contracts and I, and I agree with the contracts. We don't, we don't do contracts the way the Daily Wire does. There was no contract. I just want to say that one more well, time. Uh, right. So uh, contract, different term, um, terms. I don't, I don't do terms the way the Daily Wire does. I also am, you know, the way, I'll, I'll, it's, it's like the Joe Rogan story I often tell that he booted me from his show twice and I didn't get mad at him. I was like, well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of pissed off that he, he booted me twice, like happened twice, and I flew out to LA, but he doesn't owe me any favors. I'm not going to rag on Joe Rogan because he didn't do me a favor. If I was on his show, it'd be really great for me. It didn't work out. I'm going to carry on with my life and my business. I've negotiated with the Daily Wire. We couldn't, we couldn't figure out something that worked. Mm-hmm. We're very different in that sense. And I said, well, you know, it was, it was nice hanging out, and let's, let's work on stuff in the future, and we'll make awesome stuff. I told Steven, I said, I think that the Daily Wire is a massive net positive, especially with like, what is a woman? I mean, that was a massive cultural force that got even mainstream like moderate lefty types to be like oh yeah i've seen that mm-hmm. and start this conversation uh then you did the blm documentary of course that had uh, I, I don't i don't think it was nearly as big as what is a woman but it certainly had a cultural response these things are, are tremendous and so my attitude is like look i don't i don't i don't like the the, the contracts of like they're very they're very business like the very entertainment industry i understand that the daily wire that daily wire does it if someone came to me and said we're going to get investors, we're going to get some prominent conservative voices, and we're going to launch a company that rivals Disney. I'd be like, man, I don't like Disney. And they'll go, yeah, yeah, but it will be America-loving, independently-minded, meritocratic. I'll say, oh, I'll take that over Disney any day. Mm. And then I'll go and do my thing that I think should be the way I want it to be. And I'm not going to be mad at the Daily Wire for the Daily Wire doing a thing. Like, yeah, Bill, what you're describing, first and foremost, are it, it, the free markets, right? If yeah. you don't like it somewhere, leave. I thought we were conservatives. I thought that's what you're trying to preserve, right? A free market mentality. If this, if Daily Wire is so awful, right, and so predatory and treating their talent so horrifically, they'd have no talent, right? Then literally, Stephen Crowder wouldn't have to launch a war. He just have to launch an alternative business with better contracts and people would leave willingly. They would say, there's more money there. There's better treatment. I'm leaving. That's how the free markets work, right? Because he did not feel maybe he's feeling a little insecure he thought that he was a free agent he feels like he's Tom Brady everyone's gonna make me all these offers and he felt like it came in extremely low Tom Brady I'm Tom Brady why am I getting offered 50 million dollars I should be offered 140 million dollars and the team says no thank you Tom Brady and then he goes well I'm effing Tom Brady well the truth is it's like I think team Stephen Crowder was feeling insecure I think he was reeling after those negotiations I think there are very few conservative networks that can offer him that money he's actually you know he's burned a few bridges right Fox News he's burned a bridge he's burned a bridge with the blaze how many other companies in the conservative movement does he think can reasonably afford to pay him what he thinks he's worth, right? The Daily Wire. So when he was done, I think that he was feeling tremendously insecure, right? When those negotiations failed in October or November, he stewed on it in November, stewed on it in in December, came up in January and decided, okay, I'm going to have to launch my own outfit. I'm going to go after the Daily Wire. And his plot line included calling Jeremy Boring, catching him on camera. On, on, we only have seen a piece of his conversation. Jeremy has already tweeted that he called him like, hey, let's catch up. And then and now he's he was like, let's talk about the kids and Christmas. They were friends. 
very close friends, okay? Steven Crowder has said they were friends, not colleagues, not associates, not, you know, like I would say me and Matt Walsh and what were associates, but friends. He called his friends to talk about Christmas and his kids and said he recorded him and then dropped that recording a week later pretending that he was doing this to, to, to be a martyr. I, I just don't see how people don't realize this guy is a bad, a fundamentally bad person. Like I, I, I don't understand how this is even a debate. The phone call thing's rough. I mean, who records their friends with friends like these? Who needs enemies? Who needs the left? And we've got friends like these in the conservative movement. And but the other thing, too, is I I say this about Project Veritas. I think Veritas should release the the raw when they when they do this stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff that Veritas has done. that has been very, very important. But I'm often like, you know, it could quash a lot of these arguments about deceptive editing. If you just say, like, we editorialized. Here's the raw footage you can see for yourself, minus private information. If there's like addresses or phone numbers. In this, in this context, I'm really not a fan of snippets being released because it's like, okay, well, what, what led up to that moment? Like, yeah, when why he said wage slaves, we don't, we don't know the context of, it sounds to me like he was potentially asking a question about, well, do you do this you know, with, with all your time? He's like, well, this is different. You're a big person coming in and we're, we don't have to put as much money behind you, so we're concerned that you're going to have an ad drop. If you're a new person, you're saying you come to Daily Wire, and by this is completely a guess, I have no idea. You come to Daily Wire and you're like, hey, I, I want to try this thing. You know, can you make... Can you make my name bigger? Essentially, you're saying like, here are the wages we're going to pay you. You're going to work your ass off. You know what I mean? And you ha- have the the benefit of having the entire Daily Wire network behind you. I think he was probably trying to describe, again, I have no idea, the different mentality between getting talent like Steven Crowder and trying to get him in a contract versus getting talent that's new and is looking to become a Daily Wire because they basically absorb all the benefit. Again, I don't know. but It is exactly what he was that's saying. That's probably what he was saying. Yeah, and and now up. he excerpted wage slaves as if he like was uh, these, pump, these slaves that are working for me. I mean, it, it's... It's a colloquialism. You know what I mean? He's he's using that term not seriously, but it allows him to play that excerpt to make it sound like this is how the Daily Wire treats their employees. I mean, it's just horrible stuff that he's doing with Daily Wire. Jeremy was saying that if a new person with no audience comes to Daily Wire, they're basically going to put them on a contract with a wage, and then they're going to own all the content yeah. that they say they're going to own. Then when the person's done off the contract, they can go continue to be famous and successful, although Daily Wire will still own the stuff that they paid for to get produced while that person was there. And he used the term wage slave. Now I'm, I'm with you. I don't think the term the the words themselves are that big of a deal. No, I, but I he wants it to come across like a big idea, like it's a, a very big deal because he's relying on business ignorance. He keeps doing this. He keeps relying on business ignorance, and he's appealing. I and mean, this is literally a socialist tactic. He's appealing to like you know the Amazon employees who want to like stick it to the man, and then they boycott and they pick it because they're not getting paid you know fifty thousand dollars an hour and being treated to ice cream once a week. He's appealing to people that he's like, okay, think of yourself as an employee, not as a business person, right? This is a business person mindset this is what i get from this conversation and obviously i'm privy to these co- these talks with jeremy and caleb this is this is who i negotiate my contracts with and there have literally been times because i'm a big girl and i go and i sit with them where i say there's no way i'm signing this line you know they move an inch this way i move an inch that way they move an inch this way you know and, and then then here we are we we meet here in the middle where we all feel like this is a good contract and nobody's a slave right because in order to sign a contract if you fully comprehend it you're not a slave. You're just not a slave. Something I think let, let, about let, let, Jeremy personally, and I, not too relevant, but I think he enjoys negotiating. I think so he's a if, if you want to work let with me, Daily Wire, you got to know that going into it. Jeremy I wanna, enjoys negotiating. Yeah. I want to read a super chat real quick because this is an important point. Uh, IDG says, Daily Wire's agenda, make profit. Crowder's agenda, saving American experiment. Exhibit, JBP deletes tweet supporting Crowder. Exhibit B, your poll. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I'll tell you what I think. I don't completely disagree with that. Um, I think The Daily Wire is a machine. I think The Daily Wire is a machine that is not the ideological like system that I would personally build. We do things very differently here. The people who are here are on salary with no terms. Like if you if if, if pop culture crisis got banned, this is from a you, small company. You can, that's how it is when you work for me. I have a company too, a small company where we have seven employees, and it's it's familial. You see, Savannah's downstairs. We we get to hang out and do fun things. We're a small company. If we grew and we suddenly had four hundred employees, things have to get a lot more serious and professional. That, that's true, but I'm I'm and, and I've talked to Jeremy a lot about this. And so it may just be, we're small. And, and then, you know, he's like, when you get bigger, man, you're going to run into these things. And I'm like, maybe. But here's my thing. I, I, I like the Daily Wire. I think the Daily Wire is, uh, I think Jeremy and, uh, you know, everybody else involved, and you know, Jeremy's one made the video, are seeking to, to make money and, and use that money and, and build more and make more money. If the Daily Wire succeeds and makes money, and then makes more movies and makes more documentaries, that means we're going to get more What is a Woman. It means we're going to get more, you know, Gina Carano's. It means Hollywood will be weakened. It means as Hollywood falls from the hill, a machine that actually at least to some degree shares our values will be there. It may be, in your opinion, a cold, faceless machine, but at least the cold, faceless, faceless machine is saying meritocracy, meritocracy. I'll be like, okay, well. Well, LOL to anyone who thinks that Steven Crowder is not doing this to make money. Like, I mean, I just have to outwardly laugh. He's he's the person in in a disguise. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? He's, he's like, I'm not, I'm here because I'm, I care about all of you. That's why I'm recording my friend and doing this crappy thing where I literally could have just said, no, I don't like those terms, and then said to everybody, I'm starting my own outfit. Fair. You walk away all the time. You have to go. You, you, I have walked away. You know, I had an offer from the blaze. It didn't work for me. You know what I mean? I don't need yeah. to piece apart the, the contract. You know, it, it, I love those guys. I think Tyler is, is amazing. I mean, this is what I'm saying. People need to stop thinking that he is some knight in shining armor. He's not. He's not a knight in shining armor. And if you can't see that, watch this video because I think his acting is never more apparent. Even the titles. I didn't want to do this. Oh, really? Then why the hell did you record him? What, what were you doing that for? Did you think you were going to go to Fair court? Point. What, did you think you, you were going to go to court? Because that's the only reason you record someone. You'd be like, I don't trust my ex-fucking wife. Pardon my language, okay? I don't trust my ex-wife, so I'm going to record this phone call for safety, right? You record it because you're nervous that there's going to be a court hearing or the police are going to find out and you've got to back up what you said, okay? Why are you recording your friend if not because you think it's going to go to court? Oh, because you think it's going to go to public and you're doing it intentionally because you know you're about to start a war. People, please use your common sense. I am not even, it's not even because I work for Daily Wire. It is because he personally is, he's lying and he insulted me. And during his, his lying campaign, he's still lying. He even said something in this video where he's like, now they're sending out their, no, no, no. You took, if, if you're going to aim and you're going to hit somebody with shrapnel and it's going to be me, you better aim correctly because I don't like shit like this. Okay. I have been quiet. I know Steven Crowder treats people like, like, absolute trash it's a known thing in the conservative movement ask anybody that works for the blaze any person's ever had a show on the blaze how steven crowder treats people by the way you want to talk about contract negotiations why doesn't somebody reach out to not gay jared right who used to be with steven crowder and figure out why he can't speak why isn't steven crowder released not gay jared from his nda 
I don't like shit like this. Is all I'm saying. I don't like it. You I know, want. I want both Daily Wire and Crowder to succeed. You we know, should so do a movie. That's, that's what we, what we all do. wanted. Who cares? Yeah. I want to do a Who buddy cares? cop movie. Yeah, something like Lethal Weapon, man. Me and Steve. It's gonna be crazy. I mean, <laughs> Luke's, Luke's sitting here. I don't I'm know. He's straight doing, man. man. It's just bad business. I'm like, this is like, whoa, you know, WWE. Let me explain. I think <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, I personally just, uh, you know, I, I I personally don't care to be honest. I want to try and like, I, I, I want to talk about the globalists. We will. And how taxation. He's like, I've got my notes. I want to talk about taxation theft. Politicians are criminals. All right, but let's do drama first. Well, I think that what happened, Steve. Well, first of all, why was he recording? I think that's. You know, fair question, but we don't doesn't need to be answered. In Texas, it's, it's legal to record. It's a one party consent state, so, so it's Tennessee. like saying, "Why yeah, is yeah. he open carrying a gun?" Because he's planning to shoot someone. Like you don't know why he's got a gun. Right. You don't know why he's recording, and it really doesn't matter. But re- but recording is the action. Like if he had a tape recorder when he made the phone call and didn't record, I'd, I'd say that argument is is comparable, right? For all I know, everyone in Texas is recording every conversation <laughs> at every moment, and they have a right to do that, and maybe even a responsibility at this stage of, of reality. I don't know. You know, things you say can be. T- taken out of context if you don't have the protection of your for yourself secondly i think what steven said in this video that we're probably not going to watch all the way through it's pretty long or what 20 minutes 18 minutes is that he's not concerned about the money but i agree with you candace he did say i can't do 50 million i need 140 uh 30 million that. something about yeah. he said he, about 30 million a year is what he was looking for jeremy said that i think yeah. 30 million and then crowder he said counter, he, he counter offered yeah he's like i didn't sign up the money. so why'd you counter offer before you decided the terms weren't available so after they good. after they realized the money that's not an option we can't do 140 he, uh steven said then you got to take these uh demonetization negative penalties out from like if i violate youtube's terms because now you're an arm of big tech because you're making me follow youtube's terms of service you're basically a lapdog for youtube but crowder follows their terms of service too we all do that's the whole point the first time i was on this show you it was during covid crazy if i remember correctly and you said i you know i know you have a stance on vaccines let's wait until we get onto behind the paywall let's let's not get, let's, let's be responsible let's not get banned yeah let's talk about the 99 things we can mm-hmm. and then the other stuff we can put on timcast.com so that we can slide the conversation Oh, you're shilling for big tech. You're you're part of big con it. now. You're all a part of big con because you're being smart and you don't want to get banned until we have a comparable platform to go to. Listen, in a perfect world, we would all wish that we could do... I invest all of my time in trying to support companies and sometimes they fail and it sucks. You know what I mean? Like I really believed in glorified banking. It crashed, you know? I really believed in the freedom, the freedom phone. That didn't work out. We all want an alternative and we meaningfully want an alternative. We just don't have them. We're not there yet as a conservative movement. So while we're not there yet, it's our, we're just all gonna what? Just shoot ourselves in the foot and be nowhere to prove that we were a real one, right? Ooh, it shows that you're a gangster because you got shot in your chest nine times. Yeah, I think wanna, If you don't get shot in your chest nine times, you're not a real gangster. Like a real effective so stupid. fighter against that is to use the momentum of Silicon Valley against itself yes. or it for your favor, like jujitsu it. I don't think pushing back is the right use of energy. It requires too much. So I, you want to use these platforms to one, get the word out about new platforms and two, as hosting because you can host things behind. I mean, obviously they'll get banned. Whoa, if they hold on, terms. hold on. Give it to me. Uh, we can ch- check this. Pull upon who is. The domain for Stop Big Con was registered on 12-12-2022. Whois.com. <laughs> Stop Big Con was registered on 12 12 2022. Internet sleuths are going to catch him. Crowder announces he left the blaze and asked people to sign up for Mug Club on 12 15 2022. It was all the fact, like, listen, I love you, Internet sleuths, because this is, of course, was going to happen. And this is the problem is that Steven has to realize people are smart. Okay. People are smart. They're going to figure it out. Oh, so you happened to look up the, to to register Big Con. Yeah. Let's confirm that. Stop Big Con. Yeah. I got it right here. Is it stopbigcon.com? Right now we are. 12 12 2022. So this was, this was registered. 
Stop BigCon was registered before he announced he was leaving the Blaze. Is, is that what it was? He, isn't he, that so weird? I he announced he was leaving the Blaze on 12th. I don't well, remember. look, guys, and, and again, Crowder will be here on Monday. He can tell, tell us about all of this. I don't want... I'm, and I'm, then he I'm recorded not, his conversation with Jeremy two months after that? I just want to say, like, we're, 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 we're in the middle, as per usual. Candace was booked a month and a half ago, you know, and this whole drama lights up. And then uh, we talked with Crowder. Uh, he, we, we asked him to come on and talk about this, so... I mean, there I, I, are so many things that I disagree with the Daily Wire on. Like, so many things. This is just not one of them. Like, this is just actually someone's being a bad person and plotting against them. That's it. That's all That's all this is, right? And that's what I want to say. Because like I said before, I've been with the Daily Wire for three years. You've never heard me come out and defend them. They're in trouble every other week with a different host for something that they said, something that they haven't said. Ben Shapiro's under fire at least once a week on Twitter. People are angry at him. They think he's a show for this, blah, 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 blah. I don't weigh in on anything. This actually, Stephen Crowder's a bad person. I was thinking, what period. if they just paid Stephen $50 million for his back catalog and then put it on Daily Wire exclusive? And, you, and the only way to see Stephen is to go to Daily Wire. Like, they would... I don't know if fifty million would be worth it, but four year terms all well, is back. If you had a lawyer, you could negotiate. Or you that. could go what if you could go into dailywire.com and then pay ninety nine cents on a crowder video to watch it for the day and then Steven gets half the revenue or something. I mean, there's well, so many well, cool well, things we could do. I mean that, that I you think guys could do. It would require Steven to just look at the contra- the, the term sheet and then be like, I'd rather do it this way. Here you go. There you go. I, a conversation. He's got that. I'm interested to talk to him, Steven, because I think he's got specific feelings and perspectives on what big tech censorship can do to a content creator that needs to be vocalized for future contract negotiations. Mm-hmm. I've been concerned about contracts, especially with like perpetuity clauses. Like we own your likeness forever in every universe going forward. They'll, they'll deep fake you and make you say things with deep fakes becoming so realistic. They'll own your face and your name. And it's crazy. We need to get perpetuity clauses for characters out of, for personality out of contract. I think so right now. Here, I want to I say this. Like I don't, the Daily Wire's got a lot of haters, and I can certainly understand not liking the Daily Wire or not liking certain personalities. I know people who are like, I love Clavin, I don't like Ben Shapiro. Yeah. I know people who are like, I only watch Candace, I won't watch anybody else, I think everyone else is bad. And I'm like, okay. But like- That should show Daily, that like we don't all agree on everything. But Daily Wire existing is a massive net positive, regardless of whether you like what they're doing or not. Like, just to, again, what is a woman was a massive cultural uh, force. And that matters so much. We talk about culture and the, the importance of cultural dominance so much. That documentary reached regular people. Mm. It was so big. I mean, I, I, I uh, regular people I know were like, "Oh, I saw that thing that was going viral," and I'm like, "Hey, that's good. Do more of that." Mm. I don't got I don't got to go work for him. Crowder doesn't have to go work for you guys. Work for I should say you guys, but for Jeremy or anything like that. But and that's why it's so crappy to paint a broad stroke, you know, paint with a broad stroke and say the Daily Wire is this because you're attacking Matt. Well, that's just nothing to do with Stephen Crowder. I have nothing to do with Stephen Crowder. And yet you're basically making it seem like we're all plants and that we've done something wrong. And that it's, that's deeply upsetting to me. It's, it's super annoying to me. I would like to see people stop saying that company is doing thing because it's people. The mm-hmm. people are doing the thing with the guys of the company pr- attempting to protect their their person, you know, their identity. But like, no, companies don't do things. People. Fair, so, fair, fair point. Someone mentioned Crowder never said the Daily Wire. Okay, but like the Schmaley Schmeyer. I mean, how many freaking, all of the context clues were, it's like, this is the crap, the acting of like, I'm not going to say it was, but I am going to make sure you know that it's not the blaze. They have a subscription service and that there are live ad reads and that they could afford to put a, enough money on a contract that I would have a conversation. Does your character oh, have glasses? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, this is, this is such a ridiculous defense. In four seconds, you can discern that this is about Daily Wire. Can't be Fox News. They don't have live ad reads. He already told you that it's not the blaze. What does that leave us left with? 
Didn't you say that you also recognized the contract? Fox News. Yeah, well, I guess no, but he even before he got to it. I mean, when uh, you say live ad reads, a subscription service, you can't be Fox News because he's already left them and talked trash with them the whole right. time, and they don't do live ad reads, right? Who else could it have been? Just give me another clue. Who else could it have been? PragerU, 501c3, not for profit. Can't yeah. have been them. Right. Can't, can't be tr- Give me a person it could have been. Mm. So that's what everybody was saying, yeah. the Daily Wire. Yeah, so oh, I you, never what, said so, a name. It's what do, like. <laughs> what do you think about this? I think this was a bad move on Daily Wire's part that. The contract said if you get demonetized, there will be a fee, but Crowder's already demonetized. They had, I told you, they had these same, this is why I'm saying this was just a conversation starter. They had these same things that made no, literally entirely no sense in my contract. I was, it, it literally, I was like, okay, is this, you guys, like, a lawyer just like copy and paste this from somebody else's contract? Yeah. Like, and this is just a conversation starter. Like, they just wanted you to see the number and go, mm, excited and bring your lawyers in, right? There were literally things that were saying, like, I'm not on TikTok. They mentioned my TikTok. They mentioned my Snapchat. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not on any of these things, and I'm never planning on being on them. So we can strike this, strike this, and you know, and then you add, and then you say, okay, this one sounds okay. Can we include an extra line here? Like he kind of started this idea that my um, my social media channels are controlled. Literally, they had something about access to my Twitter. Took it out. I said, I will never, ever, ever. My Twitter is how I made my entire brand. I will never even share a login to my Twitter. Right. And, the, and they my were- Instagram, same exact thing. They, so they created a separate Instagram, yeah. which they're allowed to do, which has Candace Owens Pod, and it has its own followers, and they release stuff from the podcast. I didn't want to sell my voice, you know, my social media things. It, it would have been nice for them to have access, but it's actually better for them because then they can own that page in perpetuity. Candace Owens Podcast, because they, they, I'm creating content for them, so they can share clips into perpetuity of what I have. they have paid for, right? So it's like, that's, again, just there. He's pretending that there was something nefarious going on there. I got the same stuff that made no sense. You'd say, just like he said, this makes no sense because I'm already demonetized from YouTube. That was my circumstance for Facebook. I was all, they had a thing about demonetization for Facebook. My lawyer went back and said, Candace is already demonetized on Facebook. And they went, oh, that's right. Strike it from the clause. You know, for people asking too, like, yeah, when Crowder comes on, I'm going to let him Again, say say his piece. I'm not, you know, like Candace is giving her perspective working at the Daily Wire and what- I went through the co- contract negotiation, so there's no way that he can pretend that there's something missing. He didn't go through them. He went through term sheet, don't like, $140 million, wham, 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 going on to YouTube. I went through the full five-month negotiation, so there's nothing for me to make up here. You know someone, what I mean? Someone said, what if Crowder and the Daily Wire planned this for attention? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> now we're talking. LOL, I like the, that. The, like, I love a good conspiracy theory. The, the, <laughs> Jeremy, the Jeremy Boyne response video was recorded December 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> we go. Kidding, we fight. Kidding, <laughs> I love that. I don't know. Look, look. Again, I'll say it again. Crowder's not here to defend himself. You know, so you know. No, Candace, it's on YouTube. But, but Candace, Candace, it's on YouTube. Candace, that. how do Sorry. you really feel? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but look, man. I'll, I'll I'll wrap up with this, and we'll we'll move on to some big worldly things with like the World Economic Forum. Alec Baldwin. We got to talk about Alec Baldwin. Uh, I, I I look. I I negotiated with the Daily Wire on on like. Here's what happens. You know. Jeremy comes on the show and he says, is there, is there anything we can do together? And I'm like, he's like, cause I know you, you do a company and it's, it's not the same as like if we went to any other person and said, come work for us. And I was like, there's probably something we, we could work out. Look, there's a lot of stuff I don't know. And we're trying to build this thing. We're trying to do X, Y, and Z. We're trying to do cultural stuff. I know you guys are. We talked, we went back and forth. And I said, guys, I don't think there's anything here. And uh, Jeremy was like, I think you're right. We went over numbers, we went over everything. And uh, the Daily Wire said, what if we did this? And I said, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for what we're doing because we want to do these things. And um, I'm just going to come out and say this. You know, I, I try to keep private details, but I said, I said, Jeremy, like I might want to buy a billboard that says Liz Cheney's a fat pig. You know what I mean? Like I know that like the daily and he was and he started laughing and he went, 
well, I don't know about that. And I'm like, look, we're we're crazy weirdo rogues. What we do at Timcast, we 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 want to be be nuts, and we want to like, not not crazy crazy, but we want to just be. We're 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 not the suits, yeah. and we're not the corporation. But I think what you guys are making is good because your version of the corporation is better than the Disney version of the corporation. But I'm not the corporation either. And I want to make that very clear. And that's what annoys me is that people just, they have this idea of what the Daily Wire is. And then they try to say that every single host exists on this idea. We disagree all the time. Like there is literally, oh, it's, not, it's hard to find a, a, a moment where me and Ben Cross and agree on but things. I'm, but like, not, you know what I'm saying? And so they paint this thing of like, there is no, like, yes, the office is very corporate. I don't even go into the office. There's a podcast studio that I go into that is smaller than this that I that I operate within. So it, it just it's very frustrating because people just don't understand. Yes, he is running his business, and there is a corporate side of the Daily Wire. And it's annoying to me to have to, though, answer for people that thinking that that somehow corporatizes Candace Owens. I've been the exact same Candace Owens from the beginning of my YouTube day, days to now. But I'm, I'm not trying to imply anything about you or any of the hosts. I mean, like... They, they, it's, it's, it's a traditional corporation. It's got personalities of varying opinions and like us putting a 95 foot billboard of a rooster and one of the biggest Times Square billboards makes no sense as a business, <laughs> but it makes sense culturally and it makes sense, you know, like we, we want to, we want to be more shocking and the Daily Wire wants to beat Disney at their game. Mm. You know, we, we do to a certain degree, but I don't think. You know, I, look, I think maybe in 10 years we can have some kind of network that'll have a cultural force. And that's a good thing. I think the Daily Wire, the way it's structured, actually is set up to poach the content, to poach the, the executives, to poach the talent from these industries. Of course, that makes you similar in some ways, but the output is corrected. You yeah. know what I mean? That's why I like the Daily Wire, you know, uh, despite not wanting to work for the Daily Wire. But in, at the end, you know, I, my, my, my thing with Jeremy was like, I don't think there's anything we could do transactionally but there's a lot we can do culturally for fun yeah and so we're actually working on some stuff and 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 the same thing is true like you know i talk to crowder all the time about well i shouldn't say all the time but periodically we talk about culture war issues you know what needs to be done what we can do we've talked about the stuff that ian's working on with a decentralized network yeah i got a new company uh, relatively new called uh, inverted technologies and we're building like basically what Patreon attempted to do or didn't quite get right, but that you you basically upload, you download a packet, software packet, you load the application, you can upload videos to a server of your choice, one that you have at your house, you can upload it to Rumble, and then you can get your, all these people can pay 10 bucks a month, whatever you want, different tiers of payments to get access to that content. And later, as we build this out, it's going to have search algorithms where you can find other people, other content creators that are using it and create a network where everyone owns their own stuff. And you That's can't, ultimately you can't be banned. The idea is like, your website can also have a recommended section of similar content and you as the website owner. So like, let, let's say we did Timcast.com and we, we joined this network. You will see in the recommended tab, Steven Crowder. I could go, look, I don't want, you know, he's a competitor and I don't like his opinion. So I'm going to say on my website, he can't appear, but he's not banned from the network. Just my okay. personal site. So basically you create a decentralized. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So the idea would be, you launch, you, you, you buy your own server time space for, or you make your own server. Mm -hmm. You set, you buy your own domain and then you download the package, install it on your server and you instantly have your own Patreon. That connects to the network of all the other people using it for recommendation reasons because the recommendation is the real driver of so much of, of everyone's, uh, of people. If, if you make good content and you make a lot of it and it rises to the top, people will see it and that's the machine that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So, so, but when YouTube bans you outright, you're, you're gone from the grid. When they shadow ban you, you're gone from the grid. This way, you can't do that. So I, I, anyway, I've talked about stuff like that. 
and I want to see him succeed. I, uh, I, I would prefer that, you know, the conflict, the arguing or whatever wasn't, wasn't happening. But look, I, I talked to Steven. I, I genuinely think, believe that he thinks Daily Wire is a net negative in the space. I don't think he's doing this for money. Uh, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. I, I understand your perspective. I've talked to him about it, and he said that, you know, these kinds of contracts are, I'll, I'll paraphrase my understanding. The old guard system created the problems. We, whatever we're building has to be new, and it has to be different. It has to be better. And uh, it's funny, because when I, when I do deals with people, I joke that I'm a communist, and that's why they're getting such good terms. When I, when I, when I talk with Jeremy Boring, I'm like, this guy's a businessman who's trying to make sure no one can stab him in the back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The fact, the fact is, I think Steven Crowder doesn't know this because he hasn't started a business, but I've been stabbed in the back like 73 times. And it sucks every time, and I lose money every time, and my th- my safety is threatened every time. But you know, like I, I jokingly say, I'm a communist, so blah blah blah. I'm not literally, but what I'm what, what I'm trying to convey by that is I'm still willing to to over uh, extend myself if it means we're going to get better people, and that's the system I'm going to build. I don't fault the Daily Wire for running their business the way businesses run. I like the content the Daily Wire produces. I just won't be there when they produce it. Wonderful. You're a yeah. free market capitalist. Your idea is that if you believe that you have something better or you can do something better, you create the something better. And, and then I think you that's... take out the old guys. That, I mean, like, is that a, a foreign concept? Is that the, is, has this become a foreign concept? Like, Do, do we have to all be so Not... nasty? It, to me, I just don't get it because I've never, since I've gotten into politics, I've never understood the mentality that you need to step on someone's head to go where. Like, oh, I just need to step on this person's head so that I can move upstream. It's like, why don't you learn to swim if you want to go upstream? You know, I, why don't you learn to swim and tread some water if you want to go upstream? What is I, this? What For a little bit of, ooh, I'm, I'm going to burn friendships? You keep calling them your friend. I, 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 it doesn't make any sense to me. I'll, I'll, I'll say my final thought on this, I suppose. And then again, Crowder will be here on Monday. We'll, we'll have a conversation from his perspective. Yo, if you're going to stop anybody, I don't understand why going after the Daily Wire is the first target. Even if the Daily Wire was doing these really awful contracts, like, or, or I should say, yeah. they're, do, they're doing term sheets, they're doing contracting in ways you don't like, I still think it's like, well, okay, well, at least they made What is a Woman. Let's focus on Disney and Netflix. Netflix mm-hmm. has done a bunch of pedo stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The Daily Wire is just not a concern for me. Even if, if I was going to come out and be like, 49% of the business dealings of the Daily Wire I don't like, but 51 is good. Then I'd be like, I'll take that 1% and I'll focus on Netflix doing weird pedo crap. Yeah. But I actually think the Daily Wire is much better than that. I just, it's not my kind of business style. So, you know, I hope, I hope Crowder um, just does his thing and succeeds. And, and I, I, I think it's simple. You know, if it were me and I really did see the Daily Wire as a net negative, I'll, I'll put it this way. I mean, I talk about Disney all the time. I say, I don't expect you to abandon your Disney subscriptions because they have flubber. They have movies you know and love. I just hope to build a better website that eventually produces enough to where you say, I'd rather not have Disney. Mm. That, that, that's my strategy. But again, guys, I'm, I'm the milk, milk, milk toast fence setter. I'm the reformer, not a revolutionary. I'm not going to come out, smash the ball on the ground and be like, I will stand for nothing. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to do the math. I'm going to go, Daily Wire is doing pretty good. You know, I might not like that, but that's, that's good for us. So, okay, where's our, where's our net problem? I'm, I'm much more slow, slow paced and calculate, you know, calculating than that. 
I think if the Daily Wire succeeds, we all succeed. And then when Disney's gone, when Netflix is gone, when Amazon Prime is gone, assuming, and the Daily Wire is the only one, then we can start saying, Daily Wire, you do better deals with your, with your employees. And then the Daily Wire is going to be like, you know, either do it or don't. My take is I'm glad the conversation is happening. Um, I think that Jeremy and Steven have, have seen each other as friends is important because sometimes it's easiest to criticize your friends. It's easier to criticize your friends than people that might go sue you and don't have any connection to you at all. And, and that Daily Wire is gaining a lot of steam and becoming larger and larger. So if there really are problems with the contracts or the terms uh, off the bat, it's important that they know that right away from people with, you know, large levels of influence I gotta, we definitely got to move on because yes. we got to talk about Alec Baldwin, but two special shout outs. Shout out to Hassan the Hun. He said on Twitter, I can't get over Steven Crowder having his $50 million pay docked for getting banned if he does too much racism when he's being hired by the Daily Wire to do blackface and every other flavor of bigotry. Hassan's obviously joking. I thought it was a really, really funny tweet. I think it's funny. <laughs> getting hired to do blackface. And then uh, Seth Dillon of the Babylon Bee. He won the day. I love Seth. I love Seth. He said, I didn't want to make this video. I wanted to take a nap, but my hand was forced. And then he, he makes this video where he was like, the Daily Wire thought Steven Crowder was talking about them. How cute. It was really, really funny. So shout out. I thought those were funny. But let's talk about Alec Baldwin. So uh, we're, we're, we're going to revisit the Crowder stuff, obviously, because we have 50 billion super chats about it. And I just want to let everyone know that YouTube, YouTube deletes the super chats after a certain amount of money. So we can only go back to like, there, there's a bunch, but I'll read them. And um, the current poll says, who is right, Candace? I'm sorry, who is right, Crowder or DW? 74% say Crowder, 26 say Daily Wire. But let's talk about Alec Baldwin. We have this story from Vanity Fair. Let me just say at the start of this segment, ladies and gentlemen, I believe I called it. And I had people telling me I was crazy and telling me I was wrong. He's being charged with, he is going to be charged with involuntary manslaughter. So is the armorer. Another guy, the assistant director, I think, uh, took a plea bargain, plea deal for negligent uh, discharge of a firearm. But let me tell you why I said I called it. There's a very important part in, uh, in this story that I will pull up right here. Vanity Fair says, in addition to the bullet that killed Hutchins, well, I'm sorry, let me slow down. Alec Baldwin, as you know, about a year ago, was on the set of a movie called Rust. He was using a real gun in the filming, aimed it at the cinematographer during filming, pulled the, tri pulled the hammer back, pulled the trigger, shooting her in the chest, penetrating her body and hitting another guy in the shoulder. Everybody was arguing whether it was an accident. How could the bullet have gotten the gun? I made the argument that we had learned. Alec Baldwin was in a dispute. The, the, I should say the, the execs of the movie production, the, the higher-ups, which includes Alec Baldwin, were in dispute with the crew. The crew was threatening to walk off set. There was animosity. Alec Baldwin said he was friends with her. Then he said they weren't friends. They didn't know each other. He had a, a dinner with her. Sounded like they were friends. Or was it negotiations? He also said in an interview that she was very forceful. I can't remember the word he used. And she kept telling him to do things over and over again. It sounded like he was venting frustrations. About Helena. About Helena. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. And so I said, that sounds to me like motive. Motive. What is it? Your crew is threatening to walk off set, costing you money. And Helena Hutchins was doing what cinematographers aren't supposed to do, giving you direction. That he seemed annoyed by, my personal opinion, but it's something he expressed. Opportunity. He had a gun, a real gun, that was supposed to be pointed, not at a human being. This is against the rules in any movie set. You never point a gun at a person no matter what. This well, is against the rules ever, always, yeah, in always. shooting. Like, and, not just unless, you, unless you're intending to destroy it. Right. <laughs> Alec Baldwin lied and said he never pulled the trigger, just went off. That's impossible. It was a single action revolver. Hammer has to be pulled back. Trigger has right. to be pulled. Get this. 
Vanity Fair reports, in addition to the bullet that killed Hutchins, investigators found five additional live rounds of ammunition mingled among the movie's props and costumes. Two loose 45 caliber bolts were discovered on top of a prop cart. A third was in a bandolier worn by Jensen Ackles. A fourth was in a gun belt worn by Baldwin. And a fifth was found in a box of dummy ammo. Entirely possible. Uh, with Gutierrez raids fingerprints on it, they say. It's entirely possible someone mistook, mistook the live ammo that was lying around for dummies, put them in the box. Hannah Gutierrez Reed pulled the ammo uh, dummy, uh, dummy rounds out of the box, didn't realize, loaded the gun, and that's what happened. Entirely possible. But when you factor all these things together, Alec Baldwin had live ammo on his belt, had the gun, pointed it at her, and shot and killed her. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how anybody would argue that it's more likely it was an accident when it's like he was mad at her because of the crew walk-offs, potentially. He pointed the gun at her, he shot her, and he had live ammo on his person. So it's like, if we were going to ask someone, Occam's razor, in the absence of evidence, the solution that makes the least amount of assumptions tends to be the correct one. How did the gun, how did the bullets get in the gun? Well, you see what happened was somebody was doing target practice with the gun and they left bullets outside. One day, a, a crew member was cleaning up the bullets and didn't realize they were alive. So they put them back in the box. The box was then placed in the cabinet. Hannah Gutierrez Reed, not realizing this, grabbed the box, opened it up, pulled the bolts out, put them in the gun, handed it to the AD who didn't check it and then handed it to Alec Baldwin who didn't check it. And then it went off on accident. Or Alec Baldwin didn't like the lady, took a bullet from his own belt that had bullets in it and shot her. Which one is the conspiracy theory and which one is the simple solution? Sorry, man. I just, he had a bullet on his belt. Okay, that's, there were live bullets found all over the place or like five of them makes me, gives me some reasonable doubt that maybe he didn't know what was, he wasn't the one that was ringleading this, that someone went in there. And also, I do agree that he didn't like Helena Hutchins. I felt like she was probably playing the alpha role and he felt emasculated. He's like, I'm supposed to, but he, she was treating him like an actor. You're doing what I say. Get this done. We're doing the shot. He's like, I'm the, I'm the producer. I'm in charge. So he was like, bang, bang, you're dead. Like a petulant child. <laughs> Why bang, bang? Yeah, like playing cowboys and Indians when he was a little <laughs> kid. Single bang. Yeah, bang. And he's like just fantasizing about killing her. And, and it turned out there someone had loaded his gun. Yeah, I mean, I want to be clear. He's not being tried for murder. He's being tried for manslaughter. So the, right. they, they have felt that after examining the evidence that he did this by accident. And what you're alleging is that maybe it wasn't so much of an accident and he actually didn't like her. I can't get over the fact that he pointed the gun at a human being. It's, it's yeah. so important to say this is not a rule on set. This is a rule always. And maybe in totally. New York City where people don't know anything about guns, he knows things a thing or two about guns. He's been in plenty of movies. It's, I mean... It doesn't really, nothing, no, I cannot go over the fact that he did not know that you should never, under any circumstances, unless you are actually actively trying to kill a human that walked in, you know, broke into your homes, attacking your children, do you ever point a gun, whether it is loaded or completely empty, at a human being, ever. And, Literally, if you're walking through the forest and you're about to go on a hunt, you never, ever, not even in joke, in jest, ever, are supposed to even put, the, you're supposed to keep it down at all times, and right? Treat every firearm. That is just no a known what. rule. I even point imaginary guns down when I'm pretending to yeah. be a guy with the gun. Yeah, he knew that. There's just no way that he didn't know that. But look what the media said. Like the the, the media ran to his defense. They were they they were saying that he uh, is the media. Right. They came out and they're like, it was a horrible, tragic accident. And they didn't bother asking any questions. They didn't bother investigating. Mm-hmm. And if we had a fair media from the get go, the first thing that should have happened is there was fighting on the set. Alec Baldwin was unhappy 
extremely frustrated. He is known for having a temper. He's crazy. He's known he's, he's for striking unstable. people. Yeah, he screaming at his own daughter, called her like a fat pig, and like he's yeah. crazy. This man is obviously unhinged. He's completely and utterly unhinged. There's no question. But it doesn't matter actually in Hollywood if you're unhinged, the better, right? Chrissy Teigen, and Alec Baldwin. These people have told you a thousand times that they are mentally unstable, angry people, yep. and yet the media goes, "Ha, ah, he's he, funny. Let's put him on." on they uh, celebrate. I said South Park. What is it? They prop them up all the time, especially the more crazier that they are the more the, the media loves him, which is mm-hmm. a, a, actually a perfect representation. He was also very outspoken against gun rights activists. And now here he is in this particular situation. Now, I don't know what happened here. We're going to, you know, a lot of people are speculating. Let's see what's going to happen through this court case. Uh, you know, obviously, if this happened to a random Joe Schmo, there would have been charges a lot quicker. The fact that there wasn't charges and the fact that there was so long, so much time in between this is, you know, a little fishy. But let, let, let's see what happens in the court of law. Let's see what happens with the evidence let's see uh who you know changed their story who tried to cover something up because there's multiple stories there's multiple things we don't know what happened let's wait and see is that are there more charges or is this the only charge there's two charges the jury can choose from one is five years in prison mandatory and i think he gets it take us out he should get it they say the first charge is simple involuntary manslaughter for this to be proved there must be underlying negligence under new mexico law involuntary manslaughter is a fourth degree felony Punishable by up to 18 months in jail and a $5,000 fine. It includes the misdemeanor charge of negligent use of a firearm. Seems like a slap on the wrist. The other charge is involuntary manslaughter and the commission of a lawful act. This charge requires proof that there was more than simple negligence involved in the death. It's also a fourth degree felony punishable by up to 18 months in jail and a $5,000 fine. However, this charge includes a firearm enhancement or added mandatory penalty because a firearm was involved. The firearm enhancement makes the crime punishable by a mandatory five years in jail. Based on the official narrative, Alec Baldwin should get the mandatory minimum. I'm not a fan of mandatory minimum minimums, and I don't think justice will be served necessarily by sending Alec Baldwin to prison for five years. But based on the laws it stands, I'll tell you why I think he should go to jail for five years. Negligence. He was running the show. He was the producer. They were using the gun from the movie to shoot real bullets. They knew there were negligent discharges on set. That is, that, that, that says to me that they say it requires more than simple negligence. Simple negligence, in my opinion, and maybe it's a legal term, so maybe I'm wrong, but my opinion on this is if someone, unbeknownst to Alec Baldwin, was using live bullets, I'd say, look, Alec, he should have had, um, he should have known where that gun was at all time, uh, times. Someone should have been in charge. So maybe it's it's not his fault that you know this happened, but he knew there were negligent discharges. Now it's not just simple negligence. Now it's him being like, there, there's something more there. You mean that, that, and I think you're you're saying that prior to that negligent discharge, there were there were previous negligent discharges on set. Knew. So he knew that there were some mistakes happening, and you would think that after the first mistake, and you go, oh great, nobody died. You would go, let's make sure that we button this up. As I am the producer of this, right. we need to button this up. And again, I can't I just cannot say a thousand times over. If you're trying to present the case for the prosecution here, you're just going to say, how many times has Alex been in a movie where there have been guns fired? He knows this protocol. He knows that you do not point a gun, whether it is loaded or not, at another human being. Not only point, pointing would be negligent. By the way, if he had hit her and it was a fake round, he would be negligent. Forget. Right. I mean, pointing it is you just you just don't pull the trigger and point it and then pull the trigger. And the last thing I want to say is that I think that in terms of the publicity surrounding this, if he had instantly come out and said, "This is we are 
so we feel so horrified we are so sorry i I, i'm just devastated by this i'm just going away forever Mm -hmm. like he was he has acted the part of such arrogance right right? anytime anybody asked a question he was angry how dare you Mm -hmm. i'm alec baldwin like the way that he has acted after this as if he's done nothing wrong i mean the first thing that his statement he rushes to make after these charges is total and complete miscarriage of justice yeah, and is this yeah. is, is, is this pompous nature that is that that is really for me the nail in the coffin and if i am on that jury i am moving to convict mm-hmm. this is this is why i think honestly i don't know if i would but let me let me say this the reason i say the five years in prison just to elaborate he knew there were negligent negligent discharges now you can argue well but it was simple negligence that he didn't correct that mistake that he didn't lock things down that's what negligence is aha uh-huh, right. yes then he picked the gun up pointed at her and pulled the trigger right so you want to talk about simple negligence it would be the 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 producer on set not Alec Baldwin who knew there were discharges and did nothing to correct that problem he's responsible oh he got he ple- he pleaded he took a plea bargain for negligent discharge of weapon Alec Baldwin knew there were there was live ammo on set, had live ammo on, on his person, decided to take the gun, knowing this, pointed at a woman and pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Now, come on. I would actually argue murder, yeah. like passion, yeah. homicide, lower totally. degree. But we don't have it, right? So you would have to, least. at the very least, you have to move to convict on the charges. And I can't For see sure. how a jury outside of being but, an Alec Baldwin fan does not actually move to convict him. I, yeah, actually, I'll, I'll, I'm going to change my what I just said. I want to clarify. I think you're right. If I was in the jury and they said, you know, mandatory five years in jail, I might nullify that, but agree with him being charged. I don't like mandatory minimums. I don't think justice is served by sending them to prison for five years. Like a year, like five years is not going to change what happened. It's not going to change Alec Baldwin. I think it would change Alec Baldwin. Well, you're right. It, it, would it would change him. I just don't think it would actually like. I, he's, he's a very angry, erratic, unstable man. And I think some time alone in a cell with another big guy. The five years is a could really be, read long some books. time. They got yoga. They probably have to a nice prison. I, I think that, it's a, yeah, it's a long enough time that it could change yeah, them. Well, maybe, a lot maybe. of celebrities are just totally out of touch. A lot of them are egomaniacs. A lot of them are just sociopaths. And as soon as this happened, he tried to, of course, uh, put blame on anyone else but him. He, oh, the yeah. first thing yeah. he said is, quote, someone is responsible, but I know it is not me. <laughs> yeah, that's a horrible <laughs> thing. Imagine no, you're this family. Trigger. This then is somebody's yeah. mother. I mean, think yeah. about this. It's horrible. The emotional yeah. trauma of this guy basically being like, I know it's going to prison but we know it ain't me exactly and then and then and talking about this he he, he kind of uh, alluded that he's the second victim here out of all of this especially with some of the statements that he was making afterwards which is absolutely just delusional which shows you this kind of out of touch re- reality perspective that a lot of these very powerful people that are that are empowered by the cd I, I would even say satanic entertainment industry the people that prop up are some of the worst human beings on the face of this earth and sometimes they do deserve a big reality check and and i think this is maybe but but they're they're so far in the weeds. Maybe could provide that. Speaking of Amen. some of the speaking of some of the worst human beings on the earth, we have this story about Al Gore. Uh, Fox News says Al Gore mocked as a clown for Davos rant on rain bombs, boiling oceans, and apocalyptic preacher. Jimmy Fila reacts to Gore's climate warnings on Fox and Friends. So you, you guys see this uh, when when you know Al Gore basically goes off saying that like he like it was a really unhinged rant. I mean, bro, look. I criticized Alex Jones a while, a while, several years ago, because he went on. I, I, it was a, it was an old thing. I remember seeing him on on C-SPAN or something, and they were like, "Ah, oh, it's Alex Jones," and then he immediately just turns to the camera and goes, "People, listen, they're coming for you." And That's I'm really like, <laughs> "But I'm like, when I show that to my mom, they immediately just be like, this guy's nuts.' It's like, so you you got to take the opportunity and approach people on their own terms." 
on his own show, I, I, I think he's great when he, when he goes off. Al Gore wanting to, to warn people of a billion climate refugees going, the world's going to end. It's going to be raining bombs. The, oil, the oceans are going to boil and our homes are going to sink. I'm like, okay, they, 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 the crazy man, you know, calm down, go to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, let the adults talk. He's talking. What he says is if there's a billion migrants all of a sudden that chaos will ensue. And he's right. But what he's saying is that there will be a billion migrants. So that's the thing where like, I mean, what's the evidence, Al? You said 20 years ago that what the world was ending in 10. Like, but that we had 10 no, years no, he to correct that. Ice pull, caps are going to be melting by yeah, uh, And they should be because we're exiting an ice age. population was going to decline. It's actually gone up since he made these predictions. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're still in an ice age, according to, I think it's Utah State. They, people, because of the, the flood 13,000 years ago, 12,000, when the meteors impacted North America and, and this giant global flood, it, it it looks like we're not in an ice age because the ice melted, but we're still in the ice age. Mm -hmm. Just having this preliminary amount of it melted, it's all going to melt. It's supposed to. That's why the Earth is pouring iron into itself through the river of blood in Antarctica. It's getting ready to fertilize for all this new fresh water that's coming into it. Um, and we're pulling carbon out of the air. Dude, we got the graphene revolution on the horizon. This weirdo is like shaking about too much horse poop on the ground in and, 1900. And, and there are a lot of solutions to a lot of the larger ecological and pollution problems that the world is dealing with, except for the real solutions are, are just being pushed away. No one's really talking about those issues. But when it comes to taxing people, regulating people, controlling their life, micromanaging every aspect of them, putting them in little eco-friendly, sustainable neighborhoods that you can't leave and you can only walk and bike around 50 minutes anywhere in one direction when it comes to that yeah they love that and when it comes to al gore he said in 2009 that the north pole would be ice free in the summer of 2013 <laughs> I, I don't think that happened there buddy i i i think you were a little bit wrong this guy's a no, grifter this guy's a shill and it's important to note here he made 330 million dollars off of his green investment firm ever since losing to george w bush there's a lot of money in this grift there's a lot of money in fear mongering and he knows this grift is being exposed, so he has to step it up. He has to make this emotional trauma, this larger psyop, as crazy as they can, so then Deutsche Bank, Bank of America, that were at Davos, they were also talking at the same time during this conference about, you know, we need we need to do all of our business based on carbon emissions. We need to have, we need to reboot capitalism. We need a social credit score based on mm -hmm. carbon. We need to make sure everyone is reporting their own personal carbon. This is nothing to do with the environment. This is everything to do with the subjugation of the human race, and it's not, and it's plain as day. Big money, big interest, big power trying to control you. Sorry, Absolutely. Tim, you had something to say. Oh, I, I was going to say that what the left will come out and do is they'll say, no, 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 no. Al Gore was right 20 years ago when he said it would be you know ice-free by 2013. But then we took action on climate mm -hmm. change and it stopped <laughs> it from happening. That actually proves Al Gore was right the whole time. Yeah, I mean, right. I just would like to shout out, do not, I do not know this person at all, but a book, if you have a child that you want to make aware of the climate scam, which you are absolutely correct about, about the subjugation of humanity. Such an easy book, very short read. It's called uh, Inconvenient Facts, and it's written by Gregory Whitestone, and it will wake you to the fact that the IPCC is just a corrupt industry. Every single model that they ever have put out is wrong, and they rely on people not understanding just how old the Earth is and that it goes through coldness. It, I mean, there was a medieval warming period followed mm -hmm. by a freeze. I mean, there's just they're, they're trying to actually make you think that weather is something to be fearful of and that these things don't naturally happen, like forest fires. They just naturally happen. They've always happened. It's the beginning of yeah. time things get hot. I just mm -hmm. came back from South Africa while we were there. Just hey, temperature hits in Africa, the bush burns. And yeah. it's a good thing that it burns. And right. so people, they rely on the ignorance. 
of people that are are widely emotional, which is why they start this sort of brainwash when you are in high school, when you are in middle school. There's always a different scare and they've been wrong every time. So if if you still believe that there is some element of truth to this, just go talk to people in different generations and tell them what their big scare was. I was Generation Global Warming. We saw had to watch a sad movie of polar bears drowning and were told that there were going to be no polar bears left. In fact, polar bear population has gone up since inconvenient facts. Generation before us, they were told the exact opposite, that it was going to be global cooling. They were all going to freeze to death and then they were like, oh, got that one wrong, so we're going to change to global warming. There was the ozone layer. The whole, remember the hole in the ozone layer? We we're all going to die. And then, oops, whoopsies, that didn't happen. There was acid rain scare where kids were taught that the oceans were going to become so acidic and it was going to rain from the sky. And now it looks like, guys, it's promising. We're moving on to rain bombs. But, but so can't, can't, bundle can't, up and on, buy a good on, umbrella. Uh, I'm going to start selling umbrella. To rain be, to bomb be, To be umbrellas. fair, on the, on the ozone thing, we literally did ban the, the CFCs or whatever. Yeah. Hmm? But, so the, oz- the ozone thing. Fluorocarbons. Yeah. yeah the, the, the ozone thing was like, hey, if we keep using these, what is like PFC? polyfluorocarbon I think it was all in the deodorants and hairsprays and then they they were banned and yeah yeah, that's a nuanced argument to understand that but they've been trying to use this kind of fear mongering environmental grift yeah and and it's all about saying uh, we need policies we need the Paris Accord Agreement what we need to fix these things if you're really scared is more of your money yeah I I was going to say Candace (laughs) but but you don't understand if if we give the government more money the weather will be gooder yeah the weather will be gooder that's the basic principle that they work on because there are actual things that we should address when it comes to this climate when it comes to our environment when it comes to pollution, especially when it comes from uh, the developing world, especially when it comes from China dumping all of the plastic that uh, Canada shipped to them, there's also a lot of waste, a lot of destruction because of war. And there's so much hypocrisy at the World Economic Forum, not not just them flying on their private jets with record emissions, record number of jets, uh, estimated uh, 1,100 jets flying in there. But, but these are the same individuals that almost in the same breath are like, we need to make sure that there's not a peace deal with Ukraine and Russia. That's what the UN secretary said at Davos this year. And in the same breath, they're like, but we need to make sure the environment's good. One of the biggest polluters is, of course, the military industrial complex, and they're cheering mm-hmm. it on. They're calling for more war. They're trying to die, deny every kind of peace deal. They're trying to prolong it. And this is let, 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 the, the worst thing that you could possibly be well, that's doing. that's because they need more money. Exactly. They, <laughs> they need, need the grift money. to keep it's going. It's all about money. Everything is always about money. And it's the same people destroying the environment that are coming to you saying, just give us more money and we'll fix the environment. In reality, those solutions mm-hmm. do not work and create more problems. And they fly that, private when they talk about it. Exactly. It's very important to get and, you on your private jet to and, discuss Ukraine and the, but also climate and everything doesn't make sense when it's put together. It doesn't matter because don't pay attention because you're supposed to be ignorant and not realize that literally all they want is money. So they exactly. will launch a new war and ruin the, the climate at the same time they're telling you that you've got to give them more money so they can save the climate. I mean, it's stunning to me. And people that get behind this initiative over and over and over again, if you're really trying to discern what big con is, go find the people that back the military industrial complex. Go find the people that put a little Ukraine flag and told you that this was your duty to go yeah. out and defend Ukraine to ask no questions about President Zelensky who shut down that speech. Oh. I find that to be absolutely ridiculous. I gotta give a shout out to DC Drano who called Kevin McCarthy Kievan Ukarthy. Yeah. Really, really <laughs> I have a Kievan. Well yeah he would need like a pin <laughs> Yeah, like a yeah, like a, a pin and a flag. Waving of a another key country's key flag. I mean, I that to me, if you want a marker of what real big con is, go find out who supports Ukraine and to this day is still backing Ukraine from day one. I was like, this is so obviously the military industrial complex. This makes mm-hmm. no sense. Mm-hmm. We know it's a corrupt country. We know that it washes laundry. Don't believe me? Take it from the New York Times and Washington Post five years ago when they highlighted all of his ties to oligarchs. We installed a new government and we intentionally went to war because they launder our money. And of course, Hunter Biden and President... And, oh, we, we hopped in Afghanistan to get everybody home. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Takes one breath. Tomorrow we're going to be in Ukraine. I mean, it's, it's such obvious foolishness at this point and that there are people that are in our movement pretending that they're whether America first or if they care about, you know, what's happening to this country. And then they, they, they support Ukraine. Like, goodbye, dude. Goodbye. How do you support this? Yeah, And then there's FTX. Right, that was working with, yeah. with the World Economic Forum, yeah. that was working with the Bank of Ukraine, that was laundering money, not only to, of course, a high-level Democrats, but also Republicans. All those politicians right now, give back the people's money. I don't understand why our justice system is not intervening in the FTX scandal and saying, hey, th- hey, uh, Mr. Biden or, or Mr. Uh, Crenshaw or Mr. whoever, you got this money this money was actually stolen from clients. Let's make sure we give it back. Why can't we have that conversation right now? Did Crenshaw right return now? it? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if Crenshaw actually got the money. I'm just naming a politician yeah, here. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it's Liz Cheney. I don't know who it is. But there was a, a fair amount of money, mostly given to Democrats, some to Republicans as well. Whoever got that money, it was all through shadowy secret kind of yeah, uh, yeah. black money that was given through different PACs and different organizations in order to kind of launder it specifically. Here. But but there should be a national conversation right now being like, hey, people were, were robbed. Let's give their money back right now. That money is in the hands of corrupted politicians right now that were doing the bidding of corrupted organizations like FTX that the World Economic Forum endorsed and then deleted their endorsement of and tried to hit it away from the Internet as they were promoting this larger Ponzi scam that stole people's money, which is absolutely insane. I would advocate letting Sam Bankman fried go free if he can pay back the $10 billion. And I know he can. If they let him go free, they'll kill him. He's no t- you know, like, you see, yeah. Have you been well, following how many crypto billionaires are He's just a kind drugged of being up killed? Yeah. <laughs> it's just insane. I mean, it's insane. They're dropping like flies yeah. I covered it on my show I mean the mysterious death of all of these crypto billion and millionaires oh, yeah, what about that guy who who tweeted like they're they're running oh, an so entire were, yeah, money laundering yeah, yeah. thing in Puerto Rico Epstein right Island off of 2.0. Epstein Island 2.0 it's a pedophile ring blah blah blah, blah and he said and they're gonna kill me the he literally CIA, died yeah. four CIA. hours later found in the ocean with full clothes on in his wallet guess right. he just went for a swim and ended up with a bullet <laughs> in the back of his head exactly like literally within four hours what? death it's by insane. suicide I covered it drowning? all on my show like, it lit, lit, it, and he, he literally said they're gonna kill me and yeah. it's always the same they just it's a mysterious drowning mm-hmm. and it's in Puerto Rico he was in the Caribbean when this happened four yeah. hours later after his last tweet, he was dead. And he's one of five, I think five or six crypto billionaires that have died in the last two years under these yeah. unbelievably mysterious circumstances. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you haven't listened to that episode of my show, just to kind of shout myself out, it's actually the most popular episode that I've, that I've released recently. It's called um, The Mysterious Death of Crypto Billionaires. It's, yeah. it's insane. It's insane. And nobody, that is what we should be talking about. There's something exactly. very dangerous going on. And to your credit, way more important than anything we're talking about with Steven Crowder. Um, but that is, it, I mean, it's... It's around the world. It's well, everywhere. Let's uh, let, let's let's jump to the story from TimCast.com. Uh, European Commission VP says U.S. will soon impose hate speech laws, and it seems like a simple statement, and and it's easy to shrug off. But you know, going to the the bigger context in the, in the previous segment, we're talking about these evil people, their their plans. You got Brian Stelter sitting on stage with these people, and they say soon the U.S. will have you know will make hate speech illegal. To them, hate speech is opinions they disagree with. Hate speech is disinformation. And what's happening is are these Davos elite types are infiltrating big tech. They're infiltrating elements of the government. And they're imposing these insane rules, not through law. I don't necessarily know if anytime soon they'll make it illegal. They'll make it impossible. 
said a bad word, as everybody knows, your car won't start. You can't buy, your, your, your credit card gets turned off. We've already seen it happen. How many people have been debanked? Bad opinions? Yeah. No, more, no more bank for you. That's insane. Yeah, so these, these are the people who are meeting in, in these big events, in these big meetings. They're bringing people like Brian Stelter. They're bringing Democrat politicians to sit down and say they want to control what you see, think, and hear. Yeah, Joe Manchin uh, was right. at Davos making arguments With against cinema. the open press. Right, like, I what's wrong with the, what's wrong with, with the, the freaking open press? Tony Blair was openly talking about we need an international vaccine passport system where we track people's medical records and allow them to go places and not places. Where There's we track another their heart attacks. That exactly. They're having. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I could say a lot more uh, about that. Particularly, there was also a, a, another member of a big tech company talking about how he welcomes the FBI involvement with uh, specifically Cloudflare. The CEO of Cloudflare came out and says that he welcomes guidance from the FBI. So so, so uh, th- there's a reason why the FBI director also attends Davos as well. There's, there's, there's a reason why they have a lot of public meetings, but they also have a lot of secret meetings as well. And obviously, one hand, uh, w- w- what's the saying here? One hand uh, washes, washes, washes the, the other, other hand yeah. here. And, and, and there's a collective interest here of a lot of these powerful power brokers essentially just saying, you know, you help me. I help you, but we're going to make sure that we come out on top when we get to essentially take all of people's liberties and financial freedoms away from them. Mm. And, and that's the game here. That's, yeah. that's the con here. It's, it's, it's clear as day. And, and they're using these kind of bland, generalized language to, to, to get away with it. Well, the reason they get away with it more importantly, though, and this is why the most important conversation when people say, what do we do to correct it? It's the education battle. Because the reason is because there are too, we're producing too many stupid people. Right, who cannot think through these policies. And this is when you go, what is happening on college campuses? Why are we having debates about, why are there gender studies majors? This is a true fact. We've never never given out more degrees in America ever, and yet we've never produced dumber kids. I mean, literally dumber kids. I'm talking about if you sat them down with an IQ test, these kids are actually dumb. So how is that possible? That that should run in conflict with one another. How are we giving the most degrees and producing the dumbest kids? Well, because it's a concerted effort by the government because they understand, you want to talk about real slavery, slaves, I wrote this in my book, another free pitch for myself, Blackout. Um, I wrote this in my book, but my thesis is that what they're basically doing is modernizing the slave plantation, right? You can't now take people into chains, but what was one element of the slave plantation? Well, it was that slaves weren't allowed to learn how to read. These were called slave clothes. So what better way than to make people think that they're learning how to read, but they're learning nothing. Think- they're learning, be scared, the planet's gonna be dead in 10 years. Men can be women, women can be men. I have a degree, I'm so smart. So they come out super arrogant, convinced that they know everything, and they quite literally, if you dropped them off in a they'd all be dead in a week, right? They literally know nothing. This is all a part of the big plan, right? The idea is to produce dumb people intentionally. And think about this. We hear from people like Bill Gates and a lot of these Davos types where it's, you know, we got to reduce population growth. We see a lot of actions taken that not only reduce population, but also stagnate the economy. Think about what happens if you've got someone who works in a foundry. You know, they're like, you know, they're making, let's just say, let's just say widgets. They're, They're smelting metal and doing all that stuff. And then along comes a college grad with a degree in gender studies. Adding a DEI specialist to the foundry serves only one purpose. It slows the economic activity. Mm -hmm. It causes internal conflict, which damages their ability to produce. Either the United States is being destroyed for this reason, or, or with this tactic, or 
it is inadvertently being destroyed by well, the statistics. This is what gender. This is where gender studies and Black Lives Matter and the race initiatives lock arms, right? Oh, now you should hire talent based on the color of their skin. Where's your diversity and inclusion department? What is that doing, right? It's counterintuitive to the free markets. It's counterintuitive to businesses that are growing and becoming productive as a hire people that know absolutely nothing. But I got to have this whole department with ten people that are hired because Smug one's people. black, one's gay, and that means that I'm a good business, and people are losing money. Because right. this is this obviously this is not a sound economic model, mm-hmm. and so there is this is much more Machiavellian. People say that the left is stupid. Oh, they think men women women men. Yeah, the people that listen to the left, you may you can maybe challenge it. They're actually not even stupid. They're brainwashed. It's it's not really their fault. Like brainwash is real. Propaganda is real. It has real effects, especially when it's taking place in the classroom where they're spending six hours a day. They're not even stupid. They're brainwashed. So you should you should sympathize rather than call them stupid. But the people at the top that are that are producing this that are that that want this to happen. This is Machiavellian. These people. Are, are insane. They're psychopaths and they know exactly what they're doing. That's what something I thought yep. while you were saying, explaining it earlier is that what's more dangerous than having a group of uneducated people is having a group of miseducated people mm-hmm. that have been educated for nefarious purposes. Because yep. it's harder to untrain the brain than it is to give it something new. Especially when you give it a degree. Because when you give it a degree, what you're giving them is they, they think they're smart. That's the, that's the, oh, oh my gosh. Status, the the yeah. number one thing that the left says to me is, well, you didn't even graduate college. Like the, the, that's that's their okay. So let me get this straight. I'm I'm doing better than you. I have a larger audience. You, but you have a little paper degree. So they go out and those people then get really angry because they try that degree in a free market society. They have no success and they become bitter, angry, resentful, perfect little leftists that will march in the street talking about how this entire system needs to be burned to the ground because how do they not become successful when they have a degree? You know, you know, I like to say when because because they they do this to me all the time. They'll, they'll tweet like, yeah, see this proves. Tim's a high school dropout or don't listen to me he's a high school dropout did you drop out of high school? yeah oh, wow. and, and my response is your high school diploma and five, bu- uh, and five bucks will get you a cup of coffee it should be three dollars but thanks to the way you voted it's now five dollars for the cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, it's a number one thing it gives them this inflated ego like they actually think yeah, even yeah. though their entire life tells them they're a remarkable failure mm-hmm. but I have a degree <laughs> it's like oh, my guy oh okay they're, yeah, be, I humble. be humble be, you know what I mean like Look, I don't, I don't expect everybody in the world to be a millionaire. I don't expect everybody to have a six-figure salary. If you're somebody who works an honest job and says, you know, look, I, I did everything they told me to do. If someone came to me and said, look, man, I went to college, I got my degree, I worked really hard, and I make 35000 a year as an administrative assistant, I'd be like, you know, look, man, we'll, we'll, I'll try and give you some advice and help you out. You know, just be humble. Like, you know, we're trying, we're trying to help you out. It's not, it's, it's, I don't think it's society's fault. I'm sorry, I don't think it's the individual's fault that they were lied to by the machine and tricking them into getting the student loan debts and all that stuff. But if you come out and you're like, I'm so much smarter than you because I finished high school, I make $30,000 a year, I'll be like, my guy, please. <laughs> you just say, yes, you are. That's right. Yes, you are. <laughs> I almost- hey, hey, what the Rockefeller family did when it came to shaping modern education was, was pretty smart, was pretty billionaire. They made a lot of good factory workers that regurgitate and repeat everything they're told to repeat. They mm-hmm. follow all their orders. Yeah. They make sure that they get the job done for the boss. And what, what else did you think was Which going to happen? Which brings us to Big Pharma. If you're going to talk yep. about Rockefeller, you can you can you have yep. to mention Big Pharma, yep. right? You literally have doctors that are graduating Harvard right now. I covered this on my podcast this week. They are graduating Harvard, and they believe that children are born with the ability to pick their gender. I mean, like like they're talking about infants right now. I covered this on my show. Infants, they believe, have within them, possess within them, the knowledge to know that they're in the wrong body, right? Mm-hmm. I, I have an infant. Let me, <laughs> <laughs> an infant knows absolutely nothing. We know, but this is these people now are convinced that they're brighter than you because 
they are a doctor and they became a doctor because they graduated from Harvard. Yeah. And I, you, I'm like, you. I know you went to university. You have to go to university to be that dumb. You literally, I, I, nowadays, it's you have to spend four years in school <laughs> to be this stupid. I can't, I can't remember <laughs> this, but my mom tells people that when I was little, when asked what I wanted to be when I grew up, I, I would say a pumpkin. Because <sighs> like that. being a little kid who doesn't understand concepts of like yeah, reality yeah, yeah. jobs or otherwise... Yeah. I, I was like, I don't remember saying that, but I mean, it sounds like something a three-year-old would say. Is that why you started this company? I wanted to be a pumpkin. That's you it. Just research you know, and development. Well, people don't we'll understand. We'll get there. In the, in the basement. <laughs> We're already there. Yeah. You can I've, identify as a, yeah. a pumpkin. <laughs> That's who he is. Oh, you're right. We get yeah. tattooed, I can't you, you were so I've, smart. No, you were so smart. You were so ahead of your time. Uh, we, we've got a genetics lab in the basement. <laughs> And all of the all of your all of your super chats, all of your Timcast membership go into DNA manipulation to convert human cells into pumpkin cells. Wailing That's pumpkin it. human chimeras. The noise keeps me up at night. I just tell myself they're chickens. Yo, but like a little kid doesn't know anything. No, I'm joking, by the way. Infant, they believe in infant. No, I mean it's it's, it's crazy. So it is crazy. What's happening? Are they being told that at Harvard while they're, they're learning? learning it in a book? That's yeah. a, that's a problem. Yeah. If you want to trick a person like that is a student, just put it an academic, put it in a book. Literally, it's incredible to me. This goes to the Sam Harris thing. I don't know if you guys are friends with him. Yeah. Please go back and find Sam Harris in, the, in our com, in our little debate on Twitter. The things that he called me. Because you know why? Because Sam Harris has a degree. Mm-hmm. And, and then it, it was literally the funniest conversation ever. Dave Rubin tried to like be like, oh, two people that I'm friends with. Like, I don't want them fighting. You guys should get on the phone. Like, to, this is to Dave Rubin's credit, by the way. And he gives Sam Harris my number. He calls me. This is the day that they announced that like COVID's happening and things are going to shut down. I'm in Texas. I'm about to go to an event. And he sounds like he's in an effing bunker like he sounded like a crazy person he's like you don't understand this thing's gonna get really bad and like it's gonna i spoke to my doctors and you know i know people i know doctors that are in italy and and, you know in in two weeks there's gonna be gurneys in the streets nobody's gonna be able to go anywhere canis please you have to be responsible with your platform you need to encourage people to get inside where i mean he literally talk about a conversation i should have recorded right because this is like it was it was stunning he went crazy and then and then he went on other podcasts and he called me i mean a, a categorical imbecile all these things you know why because he went and he got a degree and he called his doctor friends and his doctor friends all said they understood this thing because they were reading what was in a book and now they were reading studies it's like all you have to do to trick an academic is to put it in a book and it becomes magically real and they suspend their ability to think critically because that's what too much schooling does it suspends your ability to think critically because your job in these at these university campuses is to remember right. information and not to, yeah. to regurgitate information yeah. it's mm-hmm. not to think quickly and go wait a second this just defies common sense. Right. You know, they yeah, just go, oh, but it's right here. It's right here. It's a passage. But, 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 but more importantly, it's also to follow the hierarchy. So if there's a boss, if there's someone paying you, if there's like a Bill Gates creating something like the Bill Chill in the scientific community, you cannot criticize that because if you do, you're going to get your funding cut from you. And people don't understand, especially when it comes to American history, there have been so many horrors in American history that have been done through doctors, whether it was the Tuskegee experiments, the MK Ultra experiments, Operation Sea Spray. That's another one that DDT a lot of people- poisoning. The DDT Which poisoning. became the MMR vaccine. The somehow. secret government uh, uh, poisoning of, of San Francisco residents with, with uh, plutonium. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, <laughs> there's also the forced sterilization that has happened all throughout this country uh, yeah. since the 1900s all the way up to 2010. The fluoride in our water right yeah, now. Yeah. That makes no effing sense scientifically. The worst horrors that humanity faced were rubber stamped by doctors that were following orders and just doing what they were told. Mm-hmm. Hey, tell me real quick, what's the o- Operation Sea Spray? Operation Sea Spray is when the U.S. government was was doing a bioweapons experiment on San Francisco in the 1950s. Actually, wow. I know that one. I'm going to Was that when they were, they were spraying or something on people? 
secret in which Seratia Marcassens and Bacillus globigii bacteria were sprayed over San Francisco yeah. Bay Area in California to determine how vulnerable a city like San Francisco may be to bioweapon attack. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. in 1950. 1950. That's like right and, after and the military the, industrial complex stuff, got This formed. is all the stuff that we know about. So this is what right. the what the uh, secret agencies, what the federal government was doing decades and decades ago. You, There's probably still a bunch of stuff that we don't know about today, but the sterilization aspect is one of the biggest because it continued all the way up to, up to 2010 when Californian women prisoners without their uh, knowledge were being sterilized by the government. So this has been happening for a very long time. There's a lot of eugenicists out there. There's a lot of people that believe that there's too many people in this world and they have created so many horrors that need to be addressed you, and rectified. And this is public knowledge. Imagine what's secret. Do you guys know about the human Z? No. The chimp- Sounds like a human the, yeah. chimpanzee. That's right. And it so is. it's, it, you know, if you read about it they'll tell you it's it's hypothesized there's urban legends about it but i'm sorry man if you think that the various governments of the world did not try to create chimeric human hybrids and other weird nonsense then you're naive yeah now alex jones coming out and saying they're making cow people and stuff maybe a, a stretch too far <laughs> but there's there's an old story uh, about apparently apparently the urban legend is that and it, maybe it's just history in the Soviet Union yes, this, this they, is true. they were yeah. uh, taking human women Correct. and inseminating them with chimp semen yes oh because God. you can't do it the other way around because chimps are too small a female chimp can't carry a human baby it's too big yeah. mm-hmm. but a human female can carry a human z because it's smaller and so they were like offering women money or yep. just forcefully mm-hmm. doing this. You think the United States isn't doing anything like that? They're definitely doing well, something. They're funding, the co- I mean, this is like people, funding it uh, and then having it done in China. They're well, doing not, it no, here, times what 10. do you think? The co- I mean, the COVID vaccine, like, oh, I guess we'll wait until we're behind. Oh, yeah, let's, let's, oh, <laughs> look, a big, total big con move, but like a lot I want to say about the vaccine. And by the way, I said a lot of stuff about the vaccine publicly on my show. I mean, I, you guys know I do not vax my children. Yeah. I am like, I think maybe the only vocally person that says, Proudly that we, I am anti-vax. We actually, that little like smear of camera. Oh, are you anti-vax? I'm like, yes, put it on my check. I get it in a badge form. Like, thank you. <laughs> I have to help these children in the entire world. I was injured by a vaccine. You're not going to gaslight me against an injury we, that I suffered. Everything we, you just we, said, <laughs> ditto. Well, well, we actually we actually do have a story we can talk about the members only show that Luke was bringing up, which will be really interesting. And there's a, a lot more we can add. Yeah, well, about you know uh, bump stock Donnie there, but that, that's a separate bump stock uh, Donnie. That's a separate subject there. But but um, again, human experimentation has been done by so many high-level government officials and what they're doing right now i can't we can't even imagine and it's not just being done in ukraine with uh the specific gain of function research they're doing there it's not just being done in china it's being done domestically there's a lot of things that uh, again we could get into the weeds we could go down the rabbit hole especially when it comes to lyme disease agent orange gay bombs there's there's so many things exactly yeah Yeah. my goodness i want to hear about how ddt you mentioned it was led to the mmr MMR, yeah i mean the ddt scam people if you want to really start learning about vaccines it all begins with people believing that polio was eradicated and lol if your starting level is you think that polio was eradicated there's so much that people have to understand about vaccines i am now of very formed opinion that i believe that there is a true government war on fertility they want to own the means of fertility and this is this is happening in the classroom with convincing women when we're 13 to get on birth control pills Mm -hmm. and telling you there's no effect there's no effect to me taking hormones every single day that's crazy really there's going to be no effect to me taking hormone pills every how stupid i mean again common sense but i read it I read it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, it, it, there's a steri- there's a sterilization program being run right, right now, now against the people of this world and many people don't even yep. realize it. And, and I, I just want to add too, just just to stop and think about how crazy it is that we mass hormonally medicate 
females in this country and mass and there there are people i know that that uh women who are said like touch it i never touched it i had a bad feeling about it in my gut when i was 13 and every time i went to the doctor like if i was like oh my head hurts they'd be like birth control yep i was like oh like my belly hurts they're like birth control i'm like oh i I have a cramp they're like birth control i'm like okay well this can't be like an all-catch pill why are you trying to try to get me on birth control pill and i just thank god i had that spiritual discernment when i was like this is weird this is weird it is weird and destroys women for the rest of their lives i really do absolutely horrible let's go to super chats and uh read uh, i want to read just one very important super chat right away from daniel a he said ironic crowder was on arthur and now he's fighting with dw i i posted that on twitter yesterday (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did not miss that because i was a huge by the way i was a huge arthur fan arthur's awesome this is why this is the biggest when you were a kid that's why i'm really sad about this dude i watched arthur up until they canceled it I loved it not I, really. well I mean I'd watch it if it was on right now I'd just jump off and just yeah. watch it, it was, it's, it's a, a great show. show it's, it's a, a, it's a great show it's the only yeah. reason I knew what an aardvark was let's be, let's be honest I like aardvark yeah. so he is an aardvark confirmed confirmed yes. okay. <laughs> that's kind of weird his face isn't really shaped like that no it's not alright so we got a whole bunch of super chats to read smash that like button subscribe to this channel share the show with your friends we're going to read your super chats um the end result of that poll was massive. There were about 50,000, it was like 45,000 votes. And I think it was 74% in favor of Steven Crowder. Mm-hmm. So Wait, what poll? I did a poll for the audience. Who do you think is right? When? Uh, when we started the show. Okay. Crowder or The Daily Wire. And how long does it run for? We ran it until I think 9, 10. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay. And it had about 45,000 votes, 74% said Crowder. It, it started a little higher and started to shift down a little bit. Some people said Daily Wire bots were attacking. No, I just think... Well, if Crowder won, then Daily Wire bots clearly weren't attacking. Yeah. And it's just like, not everything is a conspiracy theory, guys. All right, let's read. Let's read. Let's read. Uh, Buddha Brother says, from these comments, I've decided the right has now swung too far. No one's actually thinking. Everyone sees everything they don't like as evil left matrix. Crowder's acting like a child. Well, that's the thing. It's like not every, like I just said, not everything is a conspiracy. And that's mm-hmm. what's so frustrating to me is that you turn something that was just a regular contract negotiation into this huge conspiracy that there's like some boogeyman. Yeah. And uh, there are plenty of things you can pick apart the Daily Wire for. This is just not one of them. This is just how business goes, you know? Megan Cole says, why do people always assume the worst of each other? It is possible to mess up a situation and have good intentions, mistakes, or differences of opinions as uh, are far off from malicious intent? Well said. Well I said. think Crowder uh, sees malicious intent. I think the Daily Wire... Or is he the malicious intent? Well, the, the, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like from what Jeremy was saying, or in your opinion, it's that Crowder is trying to personally benefit from yeah. the controversy. And then Crowder's opinion makes it seem like he's ideologically opposed to the way that the Daily Wire... And probably and he didn't say Daily Wire specifically at first. I, I do believe Fox. I think Fox is probably like not a good company to contract with. We talked about it. Fox, Fox guests, uh, hosts can't come on this show. But whatever, man, look. Nobody owes me anything. I don't, if they don't want to come on the show, I don't, I don't really care. All right. Let's, uh, let's see where we're at. What's trending on Twitter? What, what is? Uh, uh, Candace. <laughs> <laughs> Candace followed by Steven Crowder. The, the top trends are Candace and is trending in news and entertainment. Steven Crowder. And the third trend is Brawny. Maybe Wait, what? Are one. you like seriously? Yeah. So let's see. Trending. Uh, 
So here's what I'm seeing for Daily U.S. Wire. Crosby, Steph, Tatum, Crowder number four. Oh, well, why do we have different trends? That's weird. Mine, you might have uh, recommended trends. Yeah, mine's Twitter not algorithmic. For you. Twitter has been very Daily interesting. Daily Wire 23. I've been getting a lot of different no, viewpoints on news. there that I never have before. Oh, oh in news. In news. Sorry. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Candace is number two in news for me. Yep. What did you look at that? We're all we're, Timcast was trending but too. But let's see. Like I asked my I asked my followers what my last thing was. What do you think about him sharing the phone call? I, I love that I've just like I should, we should be reading the super chats. They're paying. I mean, that's probably better for us to read those. You know, you know why this is trending so much though. It's because the the woke left, the the the, the corporate left establishment like Daily Beast and Rolling Stone are writing huge articles. They're they're like sharks smelling blood in the water, and they're like you know quick attack attack the right. Mm -hmm. Underneath my question of what is everyone's thoughts about Stephen Crowder recording his conversation, Mike Sarnovich says Jeremy said wage slave. I'm literally shaking at having to hear a term that I and all of my coworkers called ourselves when on a guaranteed salary that arrived like clockwork without any of our own assets at risk. Viva Fry, hope I'm saying that right. I love him by the way. He's great videos. Said I don't know who can think surreptitiously recording a conversation among purported friends can possibly look good. That's my point. Secretly recording conversations in general looks bad on its face it requires a very serious justification above and beyond unsatisfactory negotiations that like this one it was, a lot of this is common sense Bryson he, he, Bryson says quick, it makes he, him look prepared he, he, is, he like, recorded the conversation after registering stopbigcon.com yes it's like, it's like I just don't understand like, they're, they're, to me it's like so obvious like you may be a best friend but if you are sitting across the table from me in a contract no negotiation you're an adversary I mean on all of my con my comments, I'm not seeing that people are thinking that this is an okay thing for Steven to have done. So that's interesting that there's a discrepancy. Clef the Misfit says, what's the over-under Crowder cancels his Monday appearance after seeing this show? This Zero. Person, this recorded conversation was definitely a bridge too far. It's like, that's where people should focus on, the recorded conversation and the fact that he did do a counted offer. And again, I will not defend Daily Wire in every capacity. I, I respect Daily Wire. I have a good working relationship. I do not consider Jeremy Boring or Caleb to be my friends, but... They have been fair in negotiations. They have acted the part of businessmen. And if you do business, you should expect that this is how it goes, is what I'm saying. And it's also I, an indication that they'll go to bat for you as a contractor employee when they're negotiating on your behalf as Daily Wire, if that ever comes up. Yeah. You know, Jeremy's a good negotiator. I mean, he's hard. You know, These that's are, how he got business. to where he is. It's, it's, it's freaking business. You but know what I mean? I personally defend Stephen's right to record without telling anyone it's a one party consent state. I like it. All right. <laughs> I'm into Jay, it. Record it all. Remind me not to Re pick up quick. your phone yeah, calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I, I don't live. see. Uh, if Crowder cancels, FBI's it's because he's a busy anyway. guy and not because of Not Candace's because he's appearance. Ray Epps. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh. So uh, here we go. Jay Yes says, so fun to watch the left and right eat themselves. It's all crumbling. I need more Ian, who surprisingly has the most level head. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Just keep treading water. Eventually, you'll be the only one left, I guess. Yeah. I was saying it'd be funny if we started the show and had Luke wearing a judge's robe. And like a wig with a, with a gavel. I like, like gavels. State your case, and then I'll determine who's I right. I like Luke. He's on anti team anti vax, so <laughs> we're just chilling over here. OG, day one. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen those yet, Candace, but these are chakra vibrators. Have you? Not, <laughs> <laughs> came out chakra hey, vibrational. Family friendly. I thought show this here. was a family friendly. But they show. are literally chakra vibrators. You ding it, and then you you put it on your body and they're different different chakras each one is for a different chakra alright let me read some more AJ says Tim this is all theater between Jeremy and Crowder to swing the news cycle they are both faking like WWE pay Luke the 50 million dollars yeah where's okay. my 50 million <laughs> I volunteer here WWE because I love it here and it's really fun to be a part of these conversations uh oh okay. oh yeah well speaking of that David Frederick says Luke your t-shirt company completely scammed me 
One of my shirts was never delivered. One was delivered with holes in it. I have reached out to you in the company and have had no help. I highly, I highly do not believe that. I actually messaged my team because I saw that. I read every single chat that happens uh, during these conversations. And here's my uh, work chat. And I, and, I, and I took a picture of it. And I'm like, hey, uh, let's try to fix this right away. My team's like, we don't know anyone under that name. We just checked all of our records. We don't have that. But if there is a problem, we always fix it. I, I strive on having the best customer service. And you can email us, info at wearechange.org. And David Fredericks, um, if that's not the name you went by when you bought the t-shirts, we will fix it right away. Uh, because, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's what we do here. And uh, if there's a problem, we'll, you know, that's, it doesn't sound like something that would happen with us. But uh, if it did, we'll fix it right away. Josh Branson says, you going to give Crowder 30 minutes to personally insult people like Candace is? He's been doing uh, it on his own on his own platform. So uh, does he need more than 30 minutes? I mean, just pay attention. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. That's a, that's a promotion for Crowder. If you're looking for personal insults, I suggest you look at the video that he made, which implied that all of the Daily Wire hosts were sellouts. So there you says, go. I'll be watching. Funnily enough, Crowder probably wouldn't have used it if not for Candace here. What? Uh, I'll, I'll just say... When Crowder comes on, he's going to be allowed to say exactly what he wants to say about it. And the same as Candace is allowed to talk about what her opinion is. You know, like how do people it, expect me not to be offended when he like did, go? If you now that you've seen Jeremy's video, go back and rewatch Crowder's video and just realize you will see it. How many times he lied and intentionally omitted certain truths that would have made the Daily Wire look better and made the hosts look better and the slight little jabs at the host of like you might be noticing that they're kind of dumbing you know like being sanitizing their opinions like these were all jabs at me okay so let's and me and all you know, there's only a few hosts of the daily wire there's only a few of us right so when you do something like this and you kind of just say mm, it's a lot of other people you're mm-hmm. taking attacks on me as well and i have a right to defend myself always there you go cody kopka says why did jordan peterson delete his tweet in support of crowder I, I, I was actually curious about that. I saw people like tweeting about it, but I wasn't aware of it. So do you... I'll give you, I'll give you my thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peterson probably tweeted out the video from Stephen Crowder. And then someone at the Daily, Daily Wire probably said to him like, hey, you know, that's about us, right? And he was like, oh, I didn't realize. And they're like, yeah. And he was like, oh, I'll take it down. Yeah, I, I, that probably is a, is a sane opinion. I'm sure there's bigger conspiracies that we can create for the internet. So let's make but, one up. But just, just so people understand, <laughs> that's, that's way too sane for the brothers. internet. That's, that's way too calm of a take for the internet. But, but so people are probably thinking that like <laughs> they're secretly in a relationship. <laughs> no, but here, here's what's going to happen. People are going to think that like Jordan Peterson tweeted it out. Then Jeremy went to him and said, "You better take that tweet down, or else." And or we're going to take all your money. And then Jordan was like, "Please, please don't take <laughs> please my money. Don't take, take my money. the gimp please. mask off me." But it's yeah. but having like, worked not yet. Son. Now we're warming up. I need my fancy socks. <laughs> Don't take my suits. My, my lobsters. That's a skit I would watch. <laughs> my lobster. No, no, yeah, like Jordan Peterson's locked in like a small white white room with a lobster, like he's petting it, and then Jeremy walks in and grabs the lobster, and he's like, "If you want it back, you take the tweet down." <laughs> he's like, "No, my lobster." <laughs> no, no, but it's just having worked for like Fusion and Vice, people who work at companies don't need to be told what to do. No one, no one needs to go to someone at Fusion and be like, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're demanding you cover the story and say it this way. The, the people they hire, they, they, they'll go to you and be like, oh, hey, um, we saw your tweet this morning. Don't you feel like it's kind of racist? And they'll go, oh, I'm sorry about that. Take it down. You don't got to ask them. They only hire the people who are already in line and willing to, to cooperate in this way and like cohesively function like that. So I think Jordan Peterson was probably like, oh, I didn't realize. Delete. And didn't think twice. And was like, I don't want to be involved in this. And yeah. <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. Yep. But that's, again, let's go back to the lobster theory. And he's locked in the basement. And Jeremy yeah, and him are 
dating. It's like, well, it's like that scene from Iron Man too, you know, when they walk in and take his parrot <laughs> from him and put it in the bag. And he's like, I just took your stuff. How does it feel? Like they take his lobster and put it in a bag and Jordan Peterson's sitting there. Make the tweet. All right, all right, where are we at? Dorian Marius Gray says, I'm with Luke. Who cares about all this bickering between conservative media personalities? We got globalists trying to kill us every day with their policies and making a new world order. There's a eugenicist depopulation <laughs> program happening right now. Okay, Crowder, we got better things to talk about. That's just my two cents here. I, People listen. I agree. I like the conversation about the contracts. I, that's super important. That's been, that needs to change. Um, Dixie Tailgate says Candace and Emily Kimpagno should start their own show called Hot Fast Talking Conservative Chicks. Dude, when I get fired up, I speak so fast and I consciously try to slow it down. <laughs> but when I get upset, I'm just. Did it, was it always like that or did it get more over the years? No, as I would say that it's a family trait. Yeah, but I've gotten better at it and I slow it down when I'm being intentional. But then when I'm fired up, I'm like. Do you listen that fast too? I listen extremely fast. I do. See, I intentionally pretended I didn't and answered your question very slowly. That was intentional. <laughs> Tried really hard there, guys. Deep breathing. Breathe through the nose. <laughs> also, keep your forehead relaxed. Thank you. Whatever this does. Yes. Alex D. <laughs> he says, Candace is a liar. Crowder requested $30 million a year for four years minus production costs, not $140 million per year, as she claimed. When I'm, okay, I'm sorry if I got the math wrong. I get the most important part of this thirty million dollars a year times how many years are you saying? I think it was one hundred twenty over four years, thirty million a year. But I, I said one forty, I should have said, said one twenty. I would like minus? to apologize for the minus. lie. There's probably a big conspiracy as to why I lied, not just that I made a simple mathematical error and your big conspiracy would be right. The point is is that he made a counter offer, so he was not outraged by the terms. I'm just I'm I'm so annoyed by the people who are like quote tweeting people like Will Summer. He's like a Daily Beast yeah, writer. Come on, that guy's a total scumbag. And he's and he's taking Crowder, Crowder out of context. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you don't have to like or agree with Crowder, but what really pisses me off is I'm seeing tons of people, even conservatives and, and moderates and centrists, retweeting a guy who makes things up mm -hmm. and then making fun of Crowder. And I'm like, no, no, no. Disagree with Crowder on the merits. Don't listen to a guy who's lying about what Crowder said. Don't Come promote on. Will Somner. You know what I mean? Like at all, ever, under any circumstances. You see, you know it's bad when, when you're criticizing Crowder, but actually defending him from the lies of Will Somner. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's Will Somner. I mean, like, he's, he's, he's a total dirtbag. And so while I think what Stephen Crowder did is wrong and is a dirtbag move, it doesn't help us by promoting another dirtbag. Yep. GBP says, Hassan Abi is a self-admitted Marxist. That's right, and the tweet was still funny. Yeah, like, you know, true. It was true. funny. It's funny when, like, I see people on the right take a joke tweet from Vosh or Hassan seriously. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, Vosh is not seriously advocating for eating people. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. Like, he'll, he'll make a weird joke or whatever, and then people will be like, Bleh. And then you retweet it, and it's like, retweets suddenly become endorsements, and people right. on the right start acting like people on the left, and it's like, all right, dude, chill. Like, and, chill. True. And you're not really <laughs> communist, right? <laughs> just to be clear. Right? Yeah. S.A. <laughs> Federale says, I'm glad this conversation is happening as well, but I also agree that I just want Luke to talk about the globalists for a while. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. There's a war on for your balls. Testosterone and sperm levels are declining to record levels. Humanity will face a crisis of civilizations that will know no freaking bounds. We are in deep trouble unless we wake up right now, people. I'm just sitting here talking about business relationships and Luke's like, they're coming for your balls. They are, literally. <laughs> People listen, they're gonna take your balls. You gotta I take wish care I could your read balls. that comment. I suggestion box, uh, get something here so that your guests can read too. Oh, I mean, I, I guess it's just too small. And I, yeah, and I, have yes. a, yeah, the, I don't the, have the best the, eyesight. The new studio, we're gonna have um, monitors for everybody. Yeah. 
So that the, the issue is we just, you know, we learned. Yeah. And so now we're gonna have actually little modules in the table that mm -hmm. pop open. You can plug the, your laptop into the, and like Yeah, I'd love see to everything. see what everybody's saying so I could fire answer anything that popped up. There's just so much, so you know so I can only much, read so yeah. much. I try to find I try to find good ones. I don't want I don't Yeah. You know. No, it makes sense. Of course you can't you can't answer. But but all of them are basically saying, I hate Candace, she's yeah. awful. No. <laughs> she's ugly. Worst. Yeah. Why doesn't she vax her kids? Yeah, I got it. Do you get them any vaccines? Zero percent. Just healthy human beings out the way they're born. Josh Vicker says, Candace said Crowder called Jeremy two months after registering the Stop Big Con on 12-12-22. She was using personal attacks that she condemns others for. Wait. What? That, that's an interesting point. I wouldn't call that a personal that's attack. A personal attack. It's a timeline. Yeah, if Crowder registered <laughs> Stop Big Con on December 12th, but then called Jeremy December on like January... What? December 22nd, actually. No. Ten, ten days later? 22nd. No, it was... The, it was done the 12th? Do you want to? Do you want to pull yeah, up the who is? Yeah, I think it was the twelfth. Oh, okay. So yeah. that, that I misread it. It's my fault. Well, that's when he. That's when he and then the fifteenth sure. was when he made the join mug club thing. Right. Oh, okay. So we checked the who is, and then I guess he called Jeremy a week ago. A week ago, and then recorded a conversation. So it, it, it's it's nefarious. A week ago, and then he recorded the conversation. So everyone can put the context clues together and mm. solve. So this he had, he had history. intended to launch Stop Big Con. And then he decided to call Jeremy and record. Maybe the super chatter was saying you said it was two months after, but it was one month after. Um, guys, so clearly math. You got either me. Way, either way. <laughs> yeah. I've been got. Yeah. Either way, it was it was before. <laughs> Dale Barr says Crowder is in the wrong. However, I think JB should have accepted that they missed on demonetization. Lot with Crowder questioning the DW's conservative values. Doesn't know contractor relationships or how much DW did did in the culture war. Uh. I just don't understand if, if you get if you hire me to work for you and I get completely demonetized and I can no longer produce any content like you just well, I should just keep paying you because well, I, you're a friend. Well, no, no, no. I, I can actually simplify this. Mm -hmm. The Daily Wire wasn't trying to hire Crowder. The Daily Wire was trying to license content. I think the Daily Wire could have made the contract sound like this. Luke, I will do a contract with you to license 192 YouTube videos. I'm not signing no contracts. But here's my point. <laughs> Where, you, you where's my toilet target. paper? I'm going to treat that contract is, like a... The Daily Wire could have just said, we will license 192 episodes of the Lottery with Crowder sh show mm -hmm. to appear on Apple, Facebook, Spotify, and YouTube. Mm -hmm. If you miss one of these episodes for any reason, we will do you know, dock you on the fee that commensurate to the episode lost. Then basically, if Crowder got banned... He he, you know, Daily Wire would be like, "Hey Crowder, um, we noticed that you're short three episodes from the contract," and he'd say, "Well, I'm banned from YouTube." I'm like, "Okay, well, then you're in breach of contract," which you, is what they did, right? They actually—it's even more favorable because they said we're only going to dock you a percentage of the contract, so he could still get paid. Which is the, 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 so you're the, basically saying they should have dropped him and said, "Now you get zero percent," which is actually a more aggressive contract. Well, so the issue is the Daily Wire—the way they structured the licensing agreement—they se separated right. They they could have just said we zero percent. If you get docked, you're if, actually, if, that's if, I, if I tell you I am buying 10 YouTube videos and then you get banned from YouTube, you are unable to complete the terms of contract. I pay you nothing. That's worse. Those are worse terms. I, I know. That's my point. That this is literally we're, we're all agreeing. Actually, they were being nicer because they said we're only going to dock you 20 percent of the fee. I, I'm I, please, guys, if I, I misquoted it, please. You got my point is that they said 20 percent of the fee if you get banned from YouTube. But so they were actually being nicer in those circumstances because the normal person would say you get banned from YouTube. Sorry, go kick rocks. That's what you're saying. That, may, that would yeah. make sense. You can no longer perform. But it's as because they weren't to. hiring Crowder. And that's why. What do you mean they weren't hiring him? 
So you he's mean not as an, an employee. As an employee. Yeah, but the point is, is that it's it's the same it's the same concept. No, 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 no. This is important. It's an important distinction. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm not comprehending as, what you're saying then. Daily Wire is licensing the Louder with Carter show right. that Crowder has to produce and deliver. Same for me. If he can't deliver, yeah. they reduce his pay. Right. If they hired him directly, then the Daily Wire assumes those risks because they run the whole thing. There's a difference between a license fee. I'm a licensed fee. That's what I'm trying to exactly. tell you. It's the same thing, but it, it wouldn't make sense. In a licensed fee, if you can't make the content, they should say kick rocks, right? Right, right. The difference, that, what I'm saying is, if Crowder wanted the Daily Wire to assume 100% of the risk, he needs to be an employee. Oh, oh, you're that, I was missing that piece. So you're saying right. he should have become an employee. Then, but even in that circumstance, if you are an employee and your job is to create content, if you can't create the content. Uh, but as an employee, that's on the business. Okay, cool. But he didn't want to be an employee. He didn't even want to come into the studio because, and make his content. He wanted to own all of his stuff and make his stuff out. So, I mean, this is what he didn't, he didn't want that option, right? It's, it's an important distinction I think people need to understand. The, yeah. the Daily Wire wasn't hiring Crowder as an employee. They were licensing the show Yeah, which from is what, how it is for me. They're, li yeah. they're licensing my content. So it makes sense that if I can't make my content, it's, it's done. Like, and actually, it's favorable to say, like, actually, we're not going to be done with you. We're still going to pay you some money and we're going to try to replace this in the time and come up with something behind the pay or whatever and we're only going to dock you 20% that's actually which is why when uh, DC Drano was here I keep calling him DC Rogan when Rogan was here he was like I don't know this actually seems pretty okay you know this well, at least my, I'm not saying you're completely gone this is kind of nice you here, know here, here's the challenge my advice to people would be not to sign a contract like that I mean especially if you're Crowder Crowder's big but then you got to admit, Brett Cooper's but big. why would you not sign a contract like that? I guess I'm trying to get to the bottom of Why would you not sign a contract that says that if you cannot, if you are banned, obviously we, ca we can't make money off of you. Why would you say it's, that it's, this it's is not, not that, a good contract? I wouldn't, I, I would recommend everybody do their own thing. Yeah, well, and I think that's kind of the conclusion that they came to, right? Is right. that I want to do this, you want to do that. Like you had the same conversation with DW. I've had conversations with pretty much everyone in the conservative movement where I went, okay, I this doesn't really work for me. It doesn't really work for me. And you walk away because you have different ideas. You know, Stephen, Stephen thinks he's a Tom Brady. I mean, that's the truth. With the, with, and, and he thinks I'm too big for this. That's fine. If Tom Brady wants to orchestrate a contract to go back to the Patriots and negotiations fall apart, is he really supposed to, to, to try to burn down the Patriot organization or to say that we just couldn't come to an agreement? And that's called, like I said, being a big boy. Like it's, it, it, we, it just didn't work out. Button Puncher says $10 says Crowder bails on Monday. Why do you right. think he's going to bail? I don't think so. I think, I, I like, think he's going to. I've talked to him quite a bit. I think he should drop the whole recording, by the way. I, yeah, I, and I just, can I call I, for I that? Because it's just like he did part of the contract and then the part that made Daily Wire look bad and didn't oh, show look. the other. It's like, why don't you drop? I have no idea what that phone call says. Uh, I'm understanding from Jeremy that it was like a pleasant, friendly conversation about Christmas, right? And then he shifted the conversation and made himself sound like a hero. Let, drop it. Drop the full conversation. Stop giving us piece, piecemeal information. Let let transparency win the day, right? Daylight I, is the best disinfectant. Uh, as, as long as Jeremy and Steven are both into it, I 100% agree. I would like to, I would like them to decide it together. What do you mean I together? Like, Steven look, already dropped pieces of it. Yes, yeah, I think Jeremy I, mentioned that he wouldn't mind if it was public. I like I Crowder. I think Crowder's been screwed over multiple times by, by contracts. And, and I think if you look at his career, and then he, I, I'm, I'm imagining he was like, he leaves the blaze, and then he looks at these contracts and he's like, this is the same thing everywhere. I don't like this. I mean, time I, to start your own business. It's like, oh, I'm an employee at Chipotle. Every time I have this, these contracts, at any, I've worked at Chipotle and I've worked at Subway. And I just don't like the fact that I have, when, I, when I sign my employment contract that I get paid around this. I think I should be paid this. Sounds like it's time to start your own business. Sir Rank says Brett Cooper responding now on Instagram. Ooh, nice. Brett mm -hmm. Cooper in the mix. Well, so here's an important point. Look, if someone asked me, I've had people come to me because Rumble's doing deals with people. Uh, Rumble's doing, um, you know, 
I don't know exactly the terms, but some people are getting signed and we're seeing that a lot. I think I think Russell Brand did something. I think people come to me who are smaller and say, hey, Rumble's offering me a deal. Should I do it? I say, what's the terms? They say, here are the terms. I say, I wouldn't do it. I think it's a bad deal. And they will go, okay, well, you know, I'm broke. And so it's money for me. Well, and people I have, and I are at different like, stages okay. in their life. So people wonder why it might make sense to sign it. You have to think about that's yeah. why it, it, the individual person, right? But, but. Are you single and by yourself? Like Rogan was saying, I wouldn't sign something like that. I like to be in control of my business. Let's ask Rogan that same question, right? When he has four kids, he just got married. And sometimes situation shifts and you're like, you know, I actually want to lay down some roots. When I started this stuff seven years ago, I would have never signed a contract with Daily Wire, ever. I was loving what I was doing on YouTube. I was enjoying my independence. I was, you know, doing some part-time stuff with Turning Point USA. I was doing Fox News shows five days a week, you know, eh, literally six, seven days a week sometimes. My life changed. My life changed where I wanted to put down some roots because I have children. So that's another part of this conspiracy land where people, I, I think people said to me, she doesn't uh, go on Alex Jones anymore. They never mentioned that I also don't go on Jesse Waters or Laura Ingram or I literally do Tucker once a week. It's because I, li- I don't have to, I have two kids now. And I had Alex Jones on my show last year, right? Mm-hmm. So everything becomes this conspiracy and not that this person is actually growing up, got married, has two kids and doesn't have as much time to manage an entire business, right? And maybe you go, actually, I'd rather spend that time with my kids kids like the my contract the wire allows for me to wake up in the morning to drop my kids off at daycare to pick them up from daycare if I want to 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 go back home to have lunch with my son to uh, that's a wonderful thing because my motherhood is the most important thing in my life has has the daily wire ever I shouldn't say instructed, but insisted that you don't talk about something. No, the, we've had two. We've had we've had two content disagreements, and I will be open about it because I I believe that transparency is the best way for people to decide for themselves. The first one was during COVID crazies, like at the, I think by the time that I did your, and I was instantly against the vaccine, a hundred percent, like didn't even play with it, and I wanted to do this thing talking about how it was impacting people's menstruation based on what I women that had gotten the vaccine were telling me. One of my best friends, who I just went to go see here, um, she just literally wouldn't stop bleeding, couldn't get it. I mean, it was like girls were terrified and nobody would talk about it. And I was adamant. I mean, I sat down there in that control and I was like, then why are we doing the show? Like, you know, if, if we're so afraid of, and this is one of the things where it's like, okay, I get why they're saying, they're like, we will, like to their credit, if you put this on YouTube, they made it very clear they all started making these policies about the vaccine suddenly. If you said anything against the vaccine, and to me, it would have been worth losing a fee to talk about this because I just wanted it to be on record and for women to hear it. And then eventually they agreed and they said, okay, if you're going to do it, you do it by the book. You may be careful that you say that a friend told me, you know, just making sure that the yeah. language is exactly right. And that's what the editors are paid to do, to be like, and, maybe and this st- sentence can be striked so that we can, we have a defense for you on YouTube. But I did say, you can go back and listen to the episode during COVID, but it was a fight. Okay. And of course, you got to make sure to tell everybody, just talk to a medical professional. You know, this is not medical advice. Yeah, exactly. I had to start with, I'm not, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm telling you what I am hearing and what women are telling me. And then seven months later, when we were all vindicated, when they suddenly admitted it in the press, I looked like a freaking hero. And I was like, see guys, like it, t- it pays it to talk. And it wasn't Jeremy and Caleb. There's a, obviously a lot of, I don't talk to Jeremy and Caleb on my shows. The second situation was with Ye. Obviously, that was like a, a very big deal, things that were going on. And they felt, and this actually was a conversation with Jeremy and Caleb, they basically were like, we would never tell you what to say, but what we are saying is that we're under all this fire because whether you're being silent or what you're saying, it seems like 
people are interpreting this as this is a defense of Ye. And we are just asking you, like, okay, you have made it clear that Ye is your friend. I'm not going to not say, I made it clear that I was not going to say anything bad about Ye. I still feel very passionate about that. He is my friend. I actually believe in friendship. I don't believe in dropping recording. I have said publicly he's my friend. And because I have said that, I am not willing to when the entire media is lashing him and he's losing his entire life to, to add to the fire of everything. And but then they said something to me and it registered where they said, okay, you're saying all this stuff in offensive, yay, but what about your other friends that might be being hurt by this? And that was when I decided on my show to say something in defense of Dennis Prager because I realized that while I was defending Yay, I also wasn't defending people, which is also very important to me, my friends, like Marissa Strait. Marissa Strait CEO of PragerU, I worked for them, but she is much more than that to me. Like she is like a sister to me. I went through some very, very serious stuff a couple of years ago, which I wouldn't even care to recap. It's one of those situations where you're just like, it's like life or death. You know what I mean? Like, am I, how am I gonna get my head up in the morning? And the only person I spoke to that got me through that was Marissa Strait. And I would never deny that I am friends with Marissa Strait, and I would never deny that I am friends with Ye. And sometimes these two things at this moment seem to run into conflict and they were just like, you know, Alarm bells being, you know, why are you only saying stuff about yay, not saying I'm friends with whatever? And all I did was say exactly what I just said to you. I'm friends with both these people, and that doesn't make sense to the world at this moment. I get that, but I, <laughs> I refuse to say anything bad about either of them. So, so this, this, this is a really good point because, um, like, like I said, I, I think the Daily Wire is a net positive. We took a different approach to the yay thing. After yay stormed out of here, <laughs> we sent a reporter to go hang out with him and get the story. Uh, Shane Cashman went down, hung out with him, and it was a, an amazing story. And he called it the case for President Ye. Call that a defense or whatever you want to call it. I, you know, when I talked to him, I was like, he, he, Ye invited Shane to come out and do this interview in depth, in person, to experience, you know, what he was working on. Uh, it was it was really great. And I said, you know, and and I'm talking to Shane as Ye is on Infowars, saying very outrageous things. And then we were like, what do we do? And I'm like, do you still want to do it? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, have fun, bro. Like yeah. write it up, do it to it. Yeah, uh, and that's and that's a moment that we're in. And by the way, credit to the wire. That's a very difficult scenario to sort of maneuver. You have one <laughs> of your hosts that's like you know about yay, and the other host is like he's my friend. And so I think that that should show a credit <laughs> a credit to the Daily Wire that we were both able to say what we felt to be true. And I've always said, like, Shapiro can say what he wants and what he believes. They don't become my beliefs. We disagree about a lot of different things. And the yay situation was a scenario in which we disagreed. And let me tell you the pressure that was put on me from the mainstream media, tweets, all the stuff to say something bad about Ye, like to just say one thing bad about him. And it's me, it, you was, know, it was sadistic. And I stood up for someone because, you know, I, I refused, rather than saying stuff for him, I refused to add to it because it seemed sadistic. It was like, how much more do you need somebody to be hit over the head? I mean, he's like bleeding on the ground, he got nothing left. Yeah, it was and like, like a walk of shame that yeah, they wanted they, to They wanted to me, and him. then I realized it was sadistic because it was like, everyone has said it. The entire world has said it. His wife has said it. This person has said it. He, they've taken everything from him. They're threatening to, to, to psych 5150 him, all this stuff. But we need Candace to say it. And I was like, this is now sadistic. Yeah. Wow. And I am not going to participate in this. Yep. And then it became, well, if you don't participate, then we're going to whip you too. 
you know. I want, I want, I want and, to, and I was like, F all of you. Because at the end of the day, every single day, my goal is to put my head on the pillow and know that I was a decent human being, okay? And that is why I don't have very many enemies. So shockingly, in this movement, because I stand by what I believe in always, even when it's popular not to do that. And it would have been so easy for me to sell yay down the river and be like, well, this situation, and blah, 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 and martyr, blah. it's like, no, man. Like, sometimes just hold the line, be a person, and wait for people to move on. And and I, I don't need you to understand how I'm both friends with Yay and both friends with Marissa Strait. I want to say uh, one one final thought as we, we start to wrap this up. Uh, I've known Crowder for a while. He's always been really nice to me. Um, I've been on a show several times. And uh, I, I like the guy. I think he does important work. I also know Jeremy Boring. And in all of the business dealings that I've done with a bunch of companies, the best was with Jeremy, despite the fact we did not come to any formal transactional understanding. Just doesn't make sense. But I, I think the conversation was an important one to have because we're exploring how can we do better by this everything that's going on. We want to win the culture war. I, I, I do think Jeremy's a good dude. And, you know, I've, I've talked with people at big companies. Obviously, I've talked with Vice. I've talked with Fusion. I've talked with a bunch of other big New York media. And they all, you, you walk out every time going, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, when, I, when I went to the Daily Wire and was talking with Jeremy, it was like, this is fun. It was, it was hanging out, talking, brainstorming. And we ultimately decided that there's probably nothing we could do, but we'll, we'll do non-transactional things like the Times Square billboard stuff. Since then, there have been periods where I've talked with Jeremy and like, hey, look, we're a small company. We've had these problems. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's giving me like free advice without question. Just seriously helping uh, another company, which arguably is a competitor. And so I, I think Jeremy's a great dude. So it's really hard for me. I'm like, I don't want everybody fighting. I don't think Daily Wire is a bad company. I don't think Steam Crowder is a bad dude. I think there's an ideological disagreement. It's really difficult. I don't know how to solve the problem. Yeah, but what's your gut instinct telling you? Because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let you be agnostic. You've got the facts in front of you. You're watching the videos. Like, what is your gut telling you about this? It situation? was wrong for Crowder to record Jeremy. I'm shocked to see that he, re- he, he registered Stop Big Con a month before he recorded the phone call, which says that he's been planning this for some time. I do think Steven Crowder is ideologically motivated. I don't think it's effective right now with what's going on to go after the Daily Wire when you have things like Disney and Netflix to be angry about. The Daily Wire is producing stuff that I think is very important and good. Notably, the documentary you did on BLM. Notably, the documentary Matt Walsh did, uh, 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 What is a Woman? And so I'm just like, is this the appropriate thing to be doing? I don't know if Crowder uh, should be. I do think that uh, Crowder is right in that these contracts are not good for people starting up. That being said, I do understand like Brett Cooper is probably infinitely better off because of it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing. Of course. My, I, didn't, I didn't know who Brett Cooper was and now I'm like, she's amazing. Like her show is so great. And so... And, and, and that video recording that Crowder has, I just heard it for the first time with this video. Jeremy's right. She's going to work for him and she's going to leave very famous and she's going to be worth millions of dollars after that fact. Yeah. I recognize that. Luke, Luke told me a while ago before I worked for Disney not to do it. I said, yeah, but look, I worked for them for a couple of years. I get paid a lot of money. I can invest in another company. And I ended up doing that. And I had a really bad experience really, really quickly. But I did get paid enough money to start all of this. So it's like, maybe it's easy like, for me to say. don't join the Disney cult. The Mickey Mouse is not good for you, Tim. Don't do it. The dark side's don't too strong. to the corporations. He's, he's enough. No. He, can, he can put himself in the presence of the emperor and still maintain the light. But hey. Hey, each, Disney owns Star own. Wars. So oh, easy. But this is, this is my aversion to these contracts. It was two years where the company instantly went woke and it locks you up. And I'm like, so I, I think my ultimate view is 
I don't, I don't, I don't think Crowder should be waging this in a way that's damaging to the Daily Wire. But I do think he should be leading a charge in changing the business landscape of the space. Mm. And then, you know, there's a, there's a net positive way to do it. I, 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 I would have thought you would have been bigger and better if you didn't sign with Disney. You would have been on your own and you would have been two years ahead of where you are that's now. Entirely, that's entirely possible. And that's, that's why I was possible. like, don't do it. No. Imagine if I just started doing this show instead exactly. of going and working there but and being stuck for two years. I think exactly. your experience inside the belly of the beast is invaluable. But but hey, I had nowhere to sleep. I, whose couch would I be sleeping on when you were covering all those crazy that's protests, right. right? I needed but, a couch. Look, look. So I'm happy that happened. That you know, the, the, what I'll say is, my view of it is this. I think the Daily Wire is going to be a, a media enterprise, and it's going to look like you're going to see two hot rods. One's got a pride flag on it. One's got a Gadsden flag on it. They're both hot rods. Okay, me, I'm not a hot rod guy. I don't drive those things. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to get my electric motorbike and I, or a moped or something. I don't got beef with people who, who you know, who, who are, are driving a hot rod. But, you know, I'd rather hang out with the guy who's got the Gadsden flag thing. Am I going to buy the car? No. Am I going to, you know, uh, pay to, to drive around in it? No. But I think it's cool that you got it. And I'd rather that than the other one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that being said, I'm, I'm just looking at a mathematical formula. If the Daily Wire succeeds, is it good for us? 100% yes. Absolutely. Is it the system I would build? No, it's absolutely not. And, but I like the Daily Wire. You know what I mean? I watch I watch Disney stuff. I stopped subscribing. I don't have a Netflix Netflix subscription either. I don't fault people for wanting entertainment. We have to build the machine we want to see, and then people can leave. So if Crowder, in my opinion, wants to make something where he thinks he can do better contracts, my approach, if I was him, would be, guys, I tried doing a deal with these companies. I think their deals are bad. I understand they produce content that's probably good. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a machine that's better. I'm going to do better contracts for you. Quite literally, that is what that's I'm all, doing. That's literally all he had to say. But let's go to the members only section because we got to talk about so much. So uh, thanks so much for hanging out. I know it's contentious. There's like people like Crowder's right. DW is right. But uh, we'll have Crowder on the show Monday and then he'll, he'll lay out his case and his view of everything. Smash the like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. We're going to go to TimCast.com. Talk uncensored, members only. Uh, so again, go to TimCast.com, click the Join Us button, and we'll see you over there. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Candice, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, uh, just my podcast. I feel like that's appropriate. I'm very proud of what we're doing. It's amazing. We explore all of these topics. I'm obviously very passionate about against vaccines. I'm very passionate about the corruption of the CIA. I'm very passionate about um, all of the WWF stuff, the globalist, actually everything that you were talking about. Yeah, so my yeah, podcast yeah. is about, I usually don't talk about um, conservative infighting. I do try to, to stay out of it. But And then just to say to people, like, please don't think everything is a conspiracy. Don't think that every person is selling out. We're never going to win if, if your perspective is that one simple thing that you don't understand means that somebody has sold out or one simple agreement that you have. Please don't think that every single person has the same opinion at the Daily Wire. I'm still the exact same person that you invested in, your timing, your, when you hit the share button. When I Back when I was red pill black, nothing has changed. I'm just a mom now. I have two kids. And I don't agree with everything that the Daily Wire does, but this time they didn't do anything wrong. Hey, where can, what's the best place for people to get the podcast? Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. You can watch the show on YouTube as well if you want to watch it every single day. I think um, the YouTube channel they started for me is Candace Owens Pod. I also have my own YouTube channel, um, which is separate. And yeah, I run my social media accounts. My Instagram and my Twitter are not controlled by The Daily Wire, <coughs> like that conspiracy. And I'm still friends with everybody. So for people that think that, oh, she forgot her, like it's nope, still friends with every single person whose shows I've been on. I don't have beef in this movement because people that are chill with me i have nothing bad to say about them even if other people hate them what's your twitter really quickly at real candace o only because candace 
was taken and it's never been tweeted from. So Elon Musk, hear my cry, release all of the unused handles and give me at Candace. I had to shoot my shot. I had to shoot my shot. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I'll talk to him later. Anyway, my website is Luke Uncensored. Casual. LukeUncensored.com is my website. I am fully independent and you can support me there. I go off into the deep, 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 deep down the rabbit hole on a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of solutions, a lot of ways to not be victims of the state. LukeUncensored.com is the website. See you there. And Ian Arthur Clarsland. That's me. Are you working out with me tomorrow? No. Come on. <laughs> Thanks. I'm in. Thanks for asking. Without a, without a, I'm trying to start feet. a fight. No. I'm trying to do like some kickboxing with Ian. Trying to start trying to a fight. Out. Wait, I, no, like 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 a fight club, like a nice one. I just did 20 push-ups before the show, though. Yo. I feel ripped, dude. I'm getting big. That's my plan for 2023. I, what I do is I post it on Twitter and then I pin it what I'm going to do that year. And then every time I go on Twitter, I see my resolution and I'm reminded this year I'm building muscle. I do a kickboxing. I'm like, we got to do this. I game. work Let's out do every this. morning, 4:30 a.m. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Yeah, I that's do the military. Jocko. I got no one to work out. Yeah, that's why. Because Jocko inspired me. Powerful. I got no one to work out with me. I'm in. I wanted to clarify. We talked about the ozone layer and things that were ripping it open in the 80s and 90s. It was CFCs. You were right. Uh, CFCs. Chlorofluorocarbons, different Mm. than PFCs, which are polyfluorocarbons. Yeah, those are plastics that are destroying men. Yeah, and the chlorofluorocarbons were in like hairspray and stuff. So we got rid of a lot of that. And but I think the ozone. Well, let's just talk about this stuff. Yeah, it's getting late. Let's get Serge. Love you, man. Yo, love you too, Ian. Uh, My name is at Serge.com. I was on the podcast. The uh, what is it called? Pop culture podcast pop culture crisis we did speak about alec baldwin as well um went kind of deep with that but uh yeah that's just fun i forgot to mention it yesterday so shout out pop culture price crisis uh yeah ready for the after show all right everybody we will see you all over at timcast.com we 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 post the uncensored members only to the front page around 10 50 11 p.m we'll probably go a little bit later because we went late for this one but we'll see you all there thanks for hanging out cheers Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.